pick your live streaming option, and then, of course, watch it. You can catch us live. You can catch us later as we hit all of the podcast platforms as well. Um, today, another big show as we normally have. Um, once again, we got Mark McCloskey. He became very popular with Missouri's Stand Your Ground Law, the Castle Doctrine. We'll talk about that. Most people know the name. If you don't, um, he and his wife felt like they were being intimidated. Uh, groups of protesters came through on private property. That's one thing that you didn't hear in national and local news a lot was private property was invaded by protesters. Um, they brandished guns. They were charged. They were convicted. And we'll get to the bottom of the story of where they are now. He ran for the open U.S. Senate um, seat, primary Republican seat. We're going to talk to him about cancel culture, what it's been like since everything happened, and get a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to actually run for office. Um, it's not really open for everybody, if you didn't know that already. No. And no even, one had mm, a shot in that race but Schmidt. And even when you do all the right things and outwork your opponents, sometimes, guess what? It's still not going to be enough. It's all about the money. And we'll get into the bottom of that. So we're glad that uh, Mark McCloskey will be joining us at 805 and once again, if you don't get a chance to watch that interview or can't ch uh, chime in at that point in time, it is saved because we're a podcast. So we're live and we give you the podcast option, which is great as well. Tabitha, did you survive the blizzard of 2022? I did, Vic. The 1.8 inches But 47 other folks did not. Un oh, my God. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, there are, it, whether there's thunderstorms, um, freezing temperatures around the country, some of those things happen. But I was also told, Vic, you know what, though? When it does get freezing, it stops a lot of the normal crime that you'd have, too, though. So it's a it's a catch Yes, because it is so cold, you don't want to go out and carjack Hell anyone. No. <laughs> Those Who catalytic to... converters will <laughs> I know. put your tongue on that thing. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I triple dog dare you. Exactly. I, I, I'm still glad. I, I told you, though, I am still glad that we postponed the our kickoff yes. holiday party. Yes. Uh, because it was cold AF on Thursday night. The wind was blowing. We didn't get much snow. It was over early. I was driving on the roads, Highway 40, last Thursday night. Fine. Totally fine. There was no problem. But the roads I really didn't seem to get much. The wind, though, that was another deal. And Ooh. the extreme cold so, temperature. Um, so then that led into the, the Christmas weekend. Once again, Merry Christmas. It is still Christmas, still next weekend. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend catching up with family. And if you don't celebrate it, that's fine. It came to the end of Hanukkah as well for our friends celebrating Hanukkah. Uh, if anything happened over the weekend, anything you want to let us know about, this is your show. Let us know. Jump in. You can let us know on the comment line or you can also video link. We'll give you that video link so everybody can jump in and let us know how everything was going. We were very lucky collectively, I think, amongst us. But, you know, many people I know lost power. There were thousands of people without power across not only our local area, but all the way across Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, et cetera. Thousands of people without power. But, you know, the, the linemen got out there. They had power restored very quickly. One lineman was actually killed. I believe that was in Memphis. And then 47 other weather-related deaths. That number is supposed to go up exponentially as the storm moves through New York and the Easter region. Well, we moved the party back, the holiday party, because the forecast looked better. And the forecast looks a whole lot better for this Thursday. Oh, my God. What, 60 degrees? 62? <laughs> I saw 61 for a high on Thursday. It's going to be like Hawaii. So, once again, 7 p.m. Wendy's in the Chesterfield Valley. I know we have people that listen all over the country. But if you want to come out, say hi. We'd love to see you. Um 
look uh, forward to catching up with um, with friends, with family, uh, with new friends. You just uh, stop on by. We'll be there from 7 till close. Let us know. Share the show. We always tell you to share our show. Of course, share the information about the uh, the party coming up Thursday night as well. We appreciate it. We're here for you guys. Let us know. Jump in, and we'll do our best. Um, also, from the weekend, again, if you had any uh, stories that happened with Christmas, if you had a terrible gift, if you gave a, a, a terrible gift, if you got an amazing gift, <laughs> let us know throughout the show. I love hearing these stories all the time because you just never know what you may get. I remember hearing stories of people getting gifts that they thought were gag gifts, but they were actually meant from the heart. <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Thanks uh, for thinking of me. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The other thing that happens with the cold weather is aging pipes near my house. I tell people in Lindbergh in St. Louis County, um, there was a uh, two nights ago. There was a, uh, a a freeze and a burst. Oh, yeah, very common. And there, there was a lake going down Lindbergh Avenue, Lindbergh, and I was like, oh my lord, what the heck is going on? And it was only about eight below with the wind chill, and there were workers out doing what they're doing. Uh, oh also, for goodness. first responders out doing what they were doing over the weekend as yes. well. Although I didn't see, I mean, I know there's crime all the time, but I didn't see a ton of crime over the weekend. Did you guys? Well, no. Like we just said, it's too cold to go out and shoot and rob and <laughs> it happens. Carjack and all those other things. Once again, I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Eric Johnson has a day off. Who knows? He may show up. We didn't have to. Uh, we did, we're not forcing anybody to come in today. Uh, Scotty's here. He's feeling better. Tabitha's feeling good. I'm good. We have lots of energy. Merry Christmas. Thanks for jumping in. Uh, Michelle says, next gift I got was all my grandchildren were home for Christmas. And Aww. as we know, a lot of times that is a huge, huge deal, especially when you're not able to uh, to catch up. That is the best gift of all is having your family around you. Or fly. All those canceled oh my flights gosh. Ten, because of this storm. 10,000 flights canceled across the country. And that was just as of yesterday. Many more to be canceled. Bendy says, my grandson gave me a big, beautiful piece of white curl, coral that he found on his trip to Hawaii last summer. Oh. That's great. That is sweet. And that'll be around forever, too. Didn't bring the heat with it, though, did it? No, it did not. <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not bring the heat with it. So uh, we'll try to, uh, John says, I'm excited. My pipes uh, will thaw. So that's good. So they can do that. I don't know if anybody was trying to do whatever they could with the uh, the the pipes in regards to having running water for those that were facing. We told you the outside wall, but yes. anyway, yes, um, we've got that going on as well. Um, that's because the wind was blowing it off the highways. The snow, of course. Good thing Modot would have been in trouble. Because, of course, as we know, we talked about it last week. 1,000 MoDOT Down 1,000 MoDOT workers. And that's, that's right. another. And we know that we're going to get we're going to get something else. It's going to happen. Uh, and I'm glad that one of our listeners, Drew, brought it up. Um, a guy who was a friend of mine, former Mizzou alum, football player like myself, uh, Demetrius Johnson, DJ. He passed away over the weekend. He gave back a ton to the community. Um, really connected the inner city to the University of Missouri. Uh, did his massive Turkey Day giveaway. Um, he passed away over the weekend. So our thoughts and prayers with the family of Demetrius Johnson. If you don't know him, you can look it up. There were several stories regarding DJ and the work that he did over the years in the inner city and, of course, with the University of Missouri. All right, Mark McCloskey coming up uh, at 8 o'clock. We've got a lot of topics to get into. Tabitha's been biting at the bit to jump into it. And guess what? Over the weekend, surprise, surprise, do you – before I get into that, a couple of the other topics today, 
Do we start with Trump or do we start with Al Gore's? Oh, gosh. Do we start with the comedy or do we start with the more serious? I will leave that up to you. Don't go anywhere. We're going to remind you of a quote that Al Gore made in 2013. And we'll let you guys decide. (laughs) But first, over the weekend, Donald Trump trying to stay relevant. Whether you like him or not, whether you back him or not, of course, he's running for president. DeSantis has not said, Ron DeSantis has not said whether he's running yet. But the former president coming out in a message, um, he offered a holiday tirade on Truth Social. And he said, quote, the USA is dying from within. I, I can't disagree. Don't most Americans believe that? Yes. Don't yes. most Democrats in America believe that as well? It's not the same America that you grew up with, even though there are those who say America was never great. Okay, whatever. Let's get back to reality. In regards to where America was and what we see now, there's not a whole lot of great going on. So the former president coming out trying to be relevant, saying the USA is dying from within. And while trying he's trying to be relevant. And while he's saying and what he's saying to try to be relevant, I agree 100%. Of course it's dying from within. I don't think he... I don't think he needs to try to be relevant. I think he's extremely relevant. I actually saw a poll last night. I'm not going to sidetrack us into this. That it was a it was a Breitbart poll, which of course I know leans towards Trump anyway. But they did a poll. I think I can't remember how many thousands of people, and they asked, "Who do you want to run for in 2024?" And out of, of Trump, DeSantis, I think. Uh, Ted, maybe Ted Cruz and a couple other folks. And Ted Cruz. I know. <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? And Trump had 68% of that vote. But yes, Was it a national poll? It was a national you, poll. But and, it was on Breitbart, which I know is slanted towards Trump anyway. 100% it is. But I do think Trump is 100% relevant still to this day. But anyway, yes, he did make a speech. He said on this very cold but beautiful Christmas day, he said, look at our nation now on the southern border compared to only a short time ago during the Trump administration, because we know that President Trump cut down border crossings by illegal border crossings by 92 percent during his term. Look where we are at now. You know, there was a time during Obama when I always kept track of those statistics. Under Obama, 250,000 illegals crossing the border every month, every month, 50,000 of those unaccompanied minors. Trump came into office, cut that down by 92 percent. The border wall was highly successful in the areas where it was implemented. And, of course, what happens when Biden supposedly takes office, allegedly, is the president? The first thing he did was stop construction on the border wall. Oh, I thought it was. I thought he stopped the pipeline. The pipeline. Well, he did. Remember, he had like a whole stack of things in front <laughs> Wait of a him. Second. There were like fifteen or sixteen executive orders. Oh, there were sixty something. The poor guy. I don't think he knew what was being they shoved were, in front of his face. He design. had no idea what was being shoved in front of his face. But you know, we paid for that border wall. <clears throat> it was paid for. All those contractors were paid, regardless of whether we put the wall up or not. So we stopped construction on the wall. We opened our borders once again. And just think, these are the people that we're calculating are only the folks that are apprehended. That does not count the people who are coming around the corners that no one sees. Think how many people are actually coming into this country illegally every single day. So that would be one way that the country is being devastated from within. The other way is the amount of money that we're printing and Mm -hmm. not even really caring about because when you talk to people, hell, I guess you could even go over the age of 40. But people under the age of 40, on a general scale, a large national scale, have no idea how much money we're printing. 
our generations that haven't been born yet are affected by what we're already doing. Case in point, another $1.7 trillion um, funding package that was shoved through on a Friday in the afternoon right before the Christmas holiday. Once again, it's the Friday dump, just like news. A lot of national and local stories that become bigger, have more headlines, get shoved through on Friday. So guess why? So that there's less media coverage, that people forget about it. It happens on the Friday all the time. And don't listen, don't believe for a second. If anybody tries to say, well, it's the end of the week, you're trying to get things done before the weekend, BS. It's done so that it can get the least amount of attention. $1.7 trillion funding bill. Now, the Republicans who voted for it, nine of them will say, well, we have to keep this government rolling. And of course, we've had this with every president, Republican or Democrat. But when you actually break it down and see the amount of stuff that it's stuffed with, again, that makes absolutely no sense to keep the government going, and the amount of funding that's going to the most ridiculous of sources, the most ridiculous situations for countries outside of our own, it'll blow your mind. Vic, who doesn't want to see hamsters injected with steroids? Oh, my God. You got to it already. Hamsters injected with steroids. <laughs> um, do you think we might take a look at doing something for our veterans first? We talk about that big time around here. Uh, we're giving all kinds of money to other countries. We're injecting hamsters with beagle steroids. puppies. What'd you say? Inject. We're, we are injecting beagle puppies with cocaine. Two point three million dollars to inject beagle puppies with cocaine. That's what this omnibus bill includes. Okay, I didn't even know that. Is there anything else that you have in front of you right now? Yes, we paid $1.1 million to watch mice get drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Six, that might have been funny, though. Six, that might have been better than a lot of the comedians I see on stage these days. <laughs> we spent $689,000 to study the romance between parrots. Do I mean, do seriously. It's insane. Is that, is that real? That's real. Oh, no, these are real... This is real. Romance it, between parrots. That's been stuffed into the bill. The $1.7 trillion funding bill that we had to have to keep our government rolling as we go into the holidays. And for those of you who think, oh, this is just the liberal Democrats, nine Republicans voted in favor of this. And I am doing our best to try to get our friend Congressman Rodney Davis on the phone. He has been one of our best guests over the last few years on radio, and we hope to get him on podcast as well so that he can explain he voted for it. And Rodney's a level-headed dude. He really is, Tabitha. Is I know. he? He is. I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, he well, is, we had to do this but to stop the government. But he is always closing. talking about you've got to work with both sides. But he is a guy who is 100% against Nancy Pelosi. He is 100% against Schumer. He is 100% against Biden. He rips him at every chance that he gets. But then he votes for it. We needed him to be 100% against this omnibus omnibus bill because you know what forty five billion dollars of this went to Ukraine, thirty one million of it went to buy luxury cars for government folks, one point seven billion to maintain empty federal buildings. He should have voted against this. You know, there's some things I get. You have to have some leeway. You you know you have to work with the other folks even though you don't want to. But this isn't one of those times. I was surprised that uh, Michigan Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib. Um, she voted present. 
Yes, and I think AOC voted against. Yeah, and AOC voted ag- against the omnibus against bill. it. So I was like, "What's going on with that?" I would like to know myself, and I haven't heard from either one of them why they voted against it. Well, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, in what she said was likely her last floor speech and perhaps her shortest in the role, of course, applauded this coming through. Of course she did. Um, But she was also ripped because her speech was not very good. I mean, she's been around for a long time. She is finally on her way out. We'll see what happens after that. Uh, The minority leader, Chuck Schumer, ultimately reached a time agreement. So he prevented the weekend house votes. It all went through. Here we are, and we'll see where it goes on. Another $1.7 trillion pushed through. Eventually, this is all going to come back at some point, some way. There are those who say, oh, this isn't a big deal. We've got plenty of money. Debt's overdone. Uh, we can maneuver money around. Yeah, for how long? No, we can't. For no. how long can this actually happen? We can't. We cannot move or maneuver money around. We keep printing money, and we keep printing money. And, you know, that's going to come back to haunt us. Because right now, the dollar, the rate of the dollar is just pumped up by all this fake money we're printing you know, every time they print money, uh, the value of the dollar goes down. And everyone knows this. We're going to end up having to either back the gold with dollar, go back to the gold standard, or we are going to be in a big amount of trouble. Well, it's one of the reasons I think the former president said we're we're, we're dying from within. And we are. He couldn't money, be more There's correct. culture wars. Um, you name it. Trojan horse. <laughs> the Trojan horse theory. It's all there. Uh, another massive topic that I thought was big from the weekend. And, you know, we had some Arctic cold that flew through the Midwest. It was incredibly cold in Florida. My Missouri football Tigers played a bowl game in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Thursday night in like 43-degree temperatures. <laughs> it was like, they're playing in 43-degree. They went to Tampa thinking, hey, we got a nice bowl game. Nope. Not so much this year. It was also interesting. I was having a Christmas Eve dinner with my son, one of my sons, after Mass. And we were reminded that last year, do you remember last year on Christmas Eve in the St. Louis area? It was 66 degrees. Like and how, there, yeah, there was a bad tornado, remember? How fast we can forget yes. how that is. Well, not so much this year. And in regards to the cold weather that we had, we paid tribute to one Al Gore. And you always have to keep a report card because if you don't, you won't remember all of the crap that is thrown at you, that is thrown out in our environment, that is thrown out... In the broadcast industry, we remind you of a quote that Al Gore made in 2013. Democrat Al Gore. Quote, the North Pole will be ice-free. <laughs> I just laughed. The North Pole will be ice-free by the summer of 2013 because of man-made global warming. That came from Al Gore in 2009. If you check with people who are there, the North Pole is Freezing and people who are there are freezing their asses off. Nope, it's still cold, Al. And if you haven't noticed, we used to say in media terms or what was thrown at us, we used to say um, global warming. Did you notice what we call it now? Climate change. We call it climate change. You know why? Because they lied to us. Because they couldn't find global warming. (laughs) Think about what we say. Think about what people say. They couldn't find, they, scientists, could not find continual global warming. So what happens, the powers that be, change it to climate change. Now, I'm willing to look at anything and everything and have those conversations with people who disagree. But come on, man. 
Come on, man. In 2009, Al Gore, Gore carrying that torch, carrying that torch for global warming, said that in 2013, uh, the North Pole would be ice free. So let's not forget when we hear people say a bunch of crazy things out there, Greta. Sorry. I know she's a child, but when she Oh my God, she deserves every bit of that. And others, before you spout off, before you're given a national stage by a national media, an international media that promotes one side of arguments and doesn't give all sides of the arguments and doesn't give the evidence and doesn't give the scientific data that is backed by scientists, doesn't include the thousands or ten thousands of scientists who don't believe and who say, well, there's actually evidence to go against any climate change, but don't get their voices heard. Remember that when you think of Al Gore in 2009, who said this? Well, the government controls the weather. The government controls the weather. What? What? They do. And not only our government, but other governments as well. And this is so obvious. You know, I'm going to go back. I, I don't think it's obvious, but we got to have the conversations. And I, that's what we do. Here. Yeah. And I tell this story all the time. And people who don't believe it can go online. <clears throat> you can look it up. The weather is manipulated. And even though here in the United States, they lie to us all the time and they tell us, oh, that's not true. We don't really do that. Other countries are more honest about it. In, in We've talked about the United Arab Emirates many times. And, yeah. And how in the United Arab Emirates, they cloud seed. And what they're doing is they're taking water from around the world and they're cloud seeding into United Arab Emirates because they are growing a tropical rainforest in the desert to supplement their tourism. And so that is actually a type of warfare. We're not calling it that yet, but someday we will. Mark my words on that. Because when you cloud seed in one country or in one area, that causes droughts in other areas. And now we have water shortages in the UK, water shortages in India. All these places are facing water shortage because one country is taking all of the water. The earth only has one supply of water. And guess what? That supply of water right now is largely frozen. You know, when you go back to, remember the Plymouth Rock? Where are you going with this? When our ancestors first landed here. I wasn't there, but I've heard about it. And what was it, 1620 something or another? There was a rock that was there on the shoreline and they marked it and signed it back in the day with the date of 1620 something. And do you know that rock is still there? It's still in the same place that it was. It's not underwater. It's not underwater. (laughs) It's all a lie. You know why it's a lie? Al, think of the billions of dollars Al Gore made and other scientists made on in Congress. How much money Congress made over these lies, Vic. They had to change it to climate change because we knew it wasn't true. And climate change is a lie as well. I get frustrated when national media throws out headlines. They indoctrinate the younger kids to start believing that there's a problem, to play upon the heartstrings, because as humans, one of our greatest strengths, especially as Americans, is the use of our heart. We care about people. We're told to care about people. And we do have a history of caring about people here and abroad. That doesn't mean we're perfect. But then it also can be used against us and the greater good of our country when it comes to, well, you have to do this, you have to do this, and then you start to feel bad. You start to feel guilty even though you know this probably isn't something we should be doing, this probably isn't something 
that, well, we should be putting all this attention to, but you do it anyway. And it comes to those who say, as we saw with Al Gore, saying that it would be ice-free. Now, there are those who say Al Gore really didn't say that, too, though. But that quote was out there. Whether he said it or not, it, it doesn't matter. The fact is, they raised billions or maybe even trillions of dollars on a lie. They continue to lie with us because, I mean, technically, like Robert George on the comment line said, climate changes all of the time. What true climate change is, is that the earth is a living being. It continues to change. Mother nature. Our climate continues to rise and it gets hot and then it cools off. It's done that since the beginning of time. And scientists, a real scientist who's not being paid by the government, they know this. The great Dave Murray even agreed with the me. The great. We're before. putting the great. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, longtime meteorologist in the St. Louis area. Um, also worked on some national shows before that. He has joined us on our show in the past and explained how there just isn't hardcore scientific evidence that we're dealing with any sort of what... <laughs> I guess you could go back and say global warming, but now the term that's being used is climate change. He says it's just incorrect. He's like, he's like, you get into, I can't remember the exact words. He's like, you have weather climate, but then you also have, uh, there's two ways to judge it. What you've had right now in a short amount of period compared to a massive amount of period. And when you compare the short with the massive, it's impossible to come up with the fact that right now you can definitively say there's climate change. The earth is cyclical. The climate will continue to change. It will get cold. It will get warm. It just happens to be that we are reaching that cyclical point of heat. And if you go back and look at what scientists have mapped out over millions of years, this is normal. We reach this top of the heat cycle. Then guess what? We start cooling off. So it's again. all political, you say, Tabitha. If it's all political and it's all for dollars, then why is there such a big push on this? You know what? Because they want to tug at your heartstrings. They want to take your money. It's all about money laundering. Because you government. Know what? It's all about the government. It's all about Congress. All It's all about them getting kickbacks. In, in the end, you know what it's building? It's building generational wealth for them and taking general, generational wealth away from you. That's literally all what all that's all it's about. Just taking money from the people, lining their own pockets with it, and there's nothing more to it than that. Well, you can fault yourself, but you have to study because I think you already know. And I think our country is in a position, and I could be making a big generalization, but don't you feel as if you're already on one side of the equation or not? Do you feel like there's a lot of people right in the middle on this issue? I, I think that people because have it's to... Because it's become a conservative liberal issue. Yeah, but, you, but, but part of the problem is, Vic, is that too many people lump pollution and climate change together. How and so? And then you start feeling bad and thinking you're doing bad or think bad of the earth. Well, pollution is real. We are killing our bees. We're killing our waters. We're killing our fish. You know, th there's no question we have to do things different. We have to stop messing with Mother Nature. But pollution and climate change are two completely different issues. There is nothing man can do to change the cycles of the earth. Because do you know what? Even if none of us drove a car, if we didn't have any boats, if we didn't have any hairspray or all the other ozone emissions, one earthquake, one earthquake, and there's been three in the past month, will completely eliminate any good we've done. Because it will release enough greenhouse gases to to completely wipe out anything us man has done to save. If that makes sense. It, it does. It does. We just have to have a report card. I always say you have to have the report card. You have to have the scoreboard. 
because as much as the media puts out when it comes to headlines, headline this, headline that, one thing goes in, one thing goes out. Turn one the thing TV goes off. In, one thing goes out. You may remember to get some messages, and then you may not, and then you're like, oh, well, I know a little bit about this, and, well, I remember hearing something about that, but you forget. So you have to be very cognizant of what you hear and the messaging that's going on. I always go back to COVID. I go back to Dr. Fauci. I understand some of the sentiment that people have. Well, we were still learning about what was going on, whatever. But to continue to say things that you knew as we have found out to be false, as we have found out through documents and written proof in emails, and what was actually said to the American people about anything that was associated with the pandemic, be careful the next time you hear a message that makes you go, really? Wow, that's bizarre. Think about it. Study it. Learn for yourself as best as you possibly can. I know as Americans, we're used to having everything spoon-fed to us because of the comforts that we have gotten used to in our life. But just remember things of how, quote, the North Pole was supposed to be ice-free by now. <laughs> Actually, ice-free nine years ago. And the North Pole is still where it is. If somebody says something that seems outrageous, study it. Try to study it. Look it up. Do it the best that you can. It's very difficult, Tabitha, because people don't have as much time. I, I have a, I, I'm an insomniac, so I as have much a lot of time to read and research. So you're reading and researching, which is why but people you know should come here. I'm doing it for you so that you folks don't have to do it. How about that? So you're, you're spoon-feeding from the other side of the story. And guess what, Vic? It's all getting ready to change. What do you mean? Because it's ready guess to what is happening? You're scaring me. Guess what is happening? Well, um, I don't know. If you if you ever go on to my personal Facebook page, you'll see I talk about the Arctic region a lot <clears throat> and about what Russia and China are doing in the Arctic region. Do you know they have icebreakers there right now? Yes, China. I, I've heard about China. Yes, as well as Russia. And they are breaking through the heavy sheets of ice in the Arctic. And what will happen is that will cause the ice to melt faster. Faster. A lot faster. So by human intervention, soon enough, we are going to have more water. We may see sea levels rise. But so that it's not be because of climate change. It's human intervention. Or human intervention, also known as man-made man -made climate correct. change. And they're not doing it. I don't know that they're doing it for that reason. Maybe they are. Maybe that's part of their strategy. But there's a lot of military activity that's taking place right now in the Arctic region between China and Russia. And and part of that is them cutting through these big, thick layers of ice. Hey, by the way, this is Cancel This. It's CancelThisShow.com. Once again, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tabitha Hassel, Eric Johnson on vacation today, Scotty Gherkin in studio. If you like what we do, please share the show. Let everybody know what we're doing. Share it when you see something. Uh, get it out there. Let the masses know. You see, we do talk topics. We're based live out of the St. Louis, Missouri area, but it is a podcast, so our original content is saved. Let people know all around the country what's happening. If you have friends, if you have family, if there are topics, if there are stories that we should be covering, and we do appreciate everybody jumping in and letting us know some of the things that you'd like to see. Once again, we have our holiday party uh, scheduled for Thursday night. A company that jumped in very quickly as a sponsor was Wendy's uh, Sports Bar and Grill in the Chesterfield Valley. We'll be there Thursday night from 7 until, I guess, whenever, 7 whenever. Central. Whenever, that's exactly it. <laughs> uh, so we invite everybody to come out. The weather should be great, but we appreciate you jumping in, sharing the show. If you could also go onto YouTube, that's one of the platforms that we're on, subscribe, like the bell as well. That puts our product up faster, quicker. You can do what you can the same way on the other platforms, just like Rumble there as well. 
And then, of course, like and share the show on Facebook and uh, give us those stories. Jump in um, as well. If you ever want to jump into the show, too, forgive me. I haven't put our video link up. We'll get the video link up as well so that you can jump in and join the show on some of the topics. Um, something that we've covered already was Donald Trump saying the, Amer the American way is dying from within from a speech that he had over the weekend. Uh, we're also reminded as we just went through the blizzard of 2022 throughout <laughs> the Midwest. Sorry, I hope everybody survived the 1.8 inches and in blowing wind. Um, not to be joking around too much. It, it was effing cold outside. Um, just reminding ourselves, as Al Gore did say, and said several times after, <laughs> um, the North Pole would be ice-free by 2013. And, of course, that has not happened. Uh, and then Tabitha explaining some of the situations that are going on with that right now. Coming up in about 20 minutes, um, right after our first break, we're going to talk live with Mark McCloskey. He was a U.S. Senate Republican uh, candidate. He was in the primary. Um, he, he got some, some votes. It surprised me the support that he did have coming out of nowhere when he had Eric Schmidt and Eric Greitens jumping in. Um, we're going to talk to him about what life has been like. Um, since he was canceled, so to speak, after he and his wife brandished weapons. They showed weapons on their front yard when people illegally came onto private property in front of their house. If you don't know the story, you can check that out. We'll certainly go back and talk about that. But it's also interesting to catch up of why politics are so difficult to win in these days. Money, money, money. And I also think there's a direct correlation between this and why people just don't vote anymore. Because it is. Because we've had people say, well, maybe at the highest levels, you're elected, you're not selected, or you're selected, you're not elected anymore. But I do think there's there's this thought process is like, my vote doesn't count. Your it vote won't matter. doesn't count at those levels. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't count at those levels. What we have to do, what we have to start focusing on is the lower levels. We have to start out with the school boards, put the right people in place at the school boards, put the right people in place on our city councils, put the right people in place as a mayor or a state rep. And that, because that's when your vote does count. Once you move past that point, it doesn't. So we're going to be talking to him coming up. Some other uh, news headlines that we try to get into. Um, one thing that happens every year with the start of Christmas, Hidden Valley in the St. Louis area, it's our fake snow. But you know what? It's better than nothing. Uh, if anybody is heading out or wanting to know about Hidden Valley, you probably already know. Uh, maybe the cold weather helped with the making of snow. We got a teeny bit of snow in that blizzard that we had, so Hidden Valley opened. Um, people get excited for that. Also, um, there are people who are working this weekend, but there are a lot of people who are off as well. Um, if you do have uh, you know, story ideas, let us know from that standpoint as well. And... Um, also, let's see, the holiday flights continue to check on the flights that were canceled. I was told that they were getting back up and running now. The flights, uh, they were catching back up the airport. And maybe in this area, we had 30% of our flights here in the St. Louis area canceled over the weather concerns. But now we're doing well. Now they're having problems on the East Coast. So it depends on where you're going. As the storm heads out that way, of Correct. course, that would totally make sense. Um, also, um, I'm sorry. I just, I really dislike the man. Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones. Um, he is now facing a paternity test uh, because there's a woman. Another one. Jerry's in his 80s. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I don't know. I laughed when I saw I don't that. know how old the child is. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. 
Let the guy have some fun. I would have expected Eric or Scott to say that, <laughs> not you, Tabitha. But that's good. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like being in your 80s and facing a paternity test. Um, that's crazy. Of course, you can be falsely accused. And no question, I've heard that happens to you a lot. Several people who get falsely <laughs> accused, and a lot of times after you're falsely accused or the full story is not said, uh, the media just forgets about you and they won't tell the truth. Um, this is the headline, and I promise you, we will be responsible. We will be our own Maury Povich. Jerry, you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> if that comes back that way, we will give him his due. Well, I hope he owns up to it. I really do. I, I could care less what the guy does or what anyone does, but he should. If it is, How many paternity tests do you think he's had to take in his life? Probably many. Scott, how many paternity tests have you had to take? None. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if somebody's willing to go that public. Is he married? So is this like a. I don't know. See, that's why I don't know how old the, the child is. I mean, this could have been 30 years ago. Who knows? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And maybe he stopped payments. And, you know, there's a lot of bad things that can go on. It yeah, happens yeah. with a lot of athletes and entertainers as well. And then you got to say sorry for the 30 years prior. Oh, my gosh. I could not even imagine uh, of where all that stuff would go. Uh, another dump bag that was, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. It came out right before Christmas, Christmas Eve. We start to get the messaging that comes out. Uh, go figure. The Twitter dumps, as we have been getting, here we go. Now there is evidence. Not only the FBI was flagging your tweets and going through everything that you were saying if you were on Twitter. The CIA was also holding briefings with Twitter telling them what to censor that according to the Christmas Eve Twitter dump. And as you know, we've been getting the Twitter dump and now the FBI didn't even deny this. You know what they said? Their quote, when the FBI came out, they said, Oh yeah. Conspiracy theorist at it again, trying to make something out of nothing. <laughs> oh, come on. They That's did not deny gaslighting. But once again, do Americans really give a damn? Do you care? No. Or are Americans just caught up in the holiday spirit, caught up in the lives that we're leading right now? We're all so busy, 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 um, that you can do anything. But then again, Tabitha, and I know this was a, a subject that was near and dear to your heart, what can average Americans really do to the FBI or the CIA? Well, there's nothing that they can do. But I, I do know there's a lot of folks in the FBI who are calling for oversight. You know, Because we think about this, a lot of the FBI agents... They were victims of this as well. A lot of FBI agents are conservatives. A lot of them are Trump supporters. And they were also targeted because of things they post, because of, of opinions they had. And I've been seeing a lot of those agents speaking out against it. But as far as what we, the average person, can do, you can choose not to use those services. But, but then, what services now? Well, because Twitter's cleaned up I now. am too scared. No, Twitter is not cleaned up. I know people still getting banned from Twitter it's Every a day. lot better than what it it's was. It's a lot better than what it was, but there are still people getting banned from Twitter. It's not perfect right now, and, and hopefully sometime it will be. I think it's on the on the right path. I hope that people go out and make Twitter better by offering their conservative opinions on Twitter. But the problem is if you want to use social media, that's just one of those things you have to deal with. It comes with it. It's almost all social media platforms except for maybe Truth Social, Clout Hub, a couple of the others, but not, but who cares? When we have a cell phone that we carry with us every day, the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, they know everything we do anyway. So really what difference After is it After we were talking about that last week and it was freaking me out because we talked about 
as Tabitha calls it, the spy, the little the spy, spy device, device that we carry with us. I, you know, I'm, let me check my phone right now. I don't have it on now, but I am sick and tired of the little orange dot popping up on my phone. And you said somebody's listening to me when you see the orange dot on a iPhone, correct? Didn't you tell correct. me that? Yes. Who could that possibly be listening to me with the orange dot? It could be anyone. It, it, it could be anyone. And not only that, but it could also be video. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be just that they're listening to you. They could also be watching you. Through the phone? Through your phone. <laughs> okay. No, you know, I kid you not. I, I know a guy. I've got who, to tape up my damn phone now, too. People do. I, this guy that I know who's very high up in the Pentagon, he works for the J8 team under the, the joint, what team? The J8 team under the Joint Chief of Staff. What's the J8 team? It, it's just a military branch. He's a military analyst in the Pentagon for the Joint Chief of Staff. And he tells me that when you work at the Pentagon, they have these boxes you have to check your phone in before you go in because they won't take a chance that somebody can hack your phone and take photos of the documents you're looking at. So if so, your phone, if somebody hacks into your phone, and let's say you're scanning your computer, they can take, or some private documents, people can actually take photos of those documents you're looking at. See, now these are massive stories that we should be doing in-depth stories on all over the country, local news, national news, right? Don't you think these are the stories people need to hear? Yes, and Kimberly, the orange dot, it would be up in the upper right-hand corner of an iPhone. I don't yeah. know about other no, phones. No, it, it sucks, and it scares the hell out of me every time I see it because I go in and I make sure that... Are all my apps closed apps, that need to be closed? Apps can do it. You know, a person can do it. It's not that difficult. You know, somebody that I that I know one time told me, and it really scared me. They said, I can hack into any laptop or any cell phone and watch someone. And I immediately put tape on my laptop at home, it, you know, on my iPad. I have tape on the cameras on my iPad. It, it's, it's really crazy well, we've that been it's told not through that headlines hard. headlines that Mark Zuckerberg does that with his kids. Well, yeah, because you know what? Because he knows. <laughs> like, he knows. Anyone, God help us. Anyone who knows the truth would do the same thing. Because I'll tell you what, especially with children, hackers can get into your children's laptops. They can get into your children's notepads, their phones, their iPads, any of those things. Oh, there we go. She Somebody's just, watching me. I yes. love this. <laughs> this song seemed fitting, so I was just going to put it in the background. No, I I, I like... Just don't do it for longer than 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <seriously. laughs> I always feel like about that. somebody's watching me. Exactly. And that's how I feel right now, too, see, when I see that. They're watching us. We can't even... Pl- they're listening. No, you, you can't, can't even play music. You can't play the music. Or they'll, be- they'll cancel you. Because they oh. have algorithms, mm. too. Yeah, it, it, it is really scary, Vic. And I think if more people understood how at risk you are, how at risk your children are to predators and things like that, they would all tape their their electronic Well, devices. my orange dot isn't on right now, so that's good. As I check my phone, just making sure. Yeah, no orange. No all or- right, no orange dot right now. <laughs> <clears throat> but over the weekend, I did see that happen quite a bit. Um, as we get set um, to talk with Mark McCloskey, there was, and I was trying to set the tone for that. Just think about this. Part of this show is also about cancel culture education. And what happens to you, excuse me, when somebody tries to cancel you or you get canceled for whatever uh, reason. So we try to set the tone leading into that because Mark McCloskey never thought in a million years he would be going through what he did when he and his wife were there, when protests started to come down his private property street. Now, in life, as we know, you make decisions and then you have to live with your actions. Um, But life forever changed for Mark McCloskey, 
forever. And then he and his wife tried to make something good out of it. Um, but at the same point in time, I can't wait to ask him when it comes to the situation of his job. Oh, what yes. happened with his job? Unbelievable. So if anybody has questions, we want you to, to let us know before we head into the break so that we can try to monitor those. We can try to get those questions in um, as well as um, sharing the show. Because the best part about talking to a person like Mark McCloskey now is he doesn't care. And he'll spill the beans on what's happening when it comes in politics, what's happening in the Republican Party, even in the state of Missouri. I can't wait to and talk to him about it. So if there's anything else going on, what what you as uh, Missourians may, may feel is happening, um, what happens when you go through a cancel process or a cancel culture situation, um, because if anybody's lived it, it's certainly Mark and his wife, and they continue to live it. They did nothing wrong. They broke no laws. Would I have done what they did? Probably not. But that doesn't mean anything at all because the fact is they did not break any laws. And what they had to deal with was a prosecutor who came at them very, very hard. So you still think it was the prosecutor? It was all the prosecutor? Absolutely so. It was absolutely the prosecutor. The, the that prosecutor, other prosecutors, if this Kim Gardner happened. targeted them, there's no question about it, tried to make an example of them. Other folks, liberals, came out of the woodwork, tried to cancel their business, tried to put them out of business. You know, they were fearing for their lives afterwards. Well, there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there, there as I've witnessed yes, firsthand. A lot of people, it makes people feel better to also attack and jump on other people if something goes south, if something goes bad. Then that person who decides to go to social media, um, it makes them feel better about themselves. And I've done some study with this to attack and kick somebody else when they're down. As if they're perfect. As if, oh, how dare them? I would never do this or do that. Look at me. I'm so perfect and fine in my life. Because I think we all know people who do this or have seen it. And we're human. And that's all right. We, we're going to make mistakes. People are going to make mistakes. But to kick people when they're down or to throw stuff on them when they're down. And a lot of the situation with Mark McCloskey was a political issue. It was all politics. It was, and deeper than what most people think is, Vic, I will be the first person to say, and Mark knows this, I fell victim to part of that, be, you know, because I'm usually on top of things, but someone that you and I both know, we'll get into this another time, told me, told me that Mark voted, Mark and his wife voted for Kim Gardner, that they were truly Democrats, that they were truly liberals, and that they were never Republicans, and they just wanted their 15 minutes of fame. And I'll tell you quite honestly, because of the person who told me this, I believed it. And then I had the opportunity to interview Mark, and I asked him point blank, are you a Democrat? Were you a Democrat? Did you vote for Kim Gardner? Did you vote as a Democrat? And he set me straight. He said, no, I am a lifelong Republican. You can go back, look at my photos, look at my family history, absolutely Never a Democrat. Yeah, he told me it the same thing. It changed my mind on everything. I had the opportunity to interview him in his first round of interviews that he did. I think they picked two or three uh, media companies at the time, so I had a chance to go down, interview him in the city. Uh, he told me the same thing, and it blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay then. I was beyond surprised. But, you know, I knew from day one he never had a chance at that U.S. Senate rate. And it's not just him. It's that I think we know the GOP picks one person – the most establishment person in the group, and that is who they put all the funding behind. Well, we're going to talk with Mark McCloskey live when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Share the show, or if you have to go to the bathroom, whatever you're doing, if you have us on in the background, that's great as well. 
This is Cancel This. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Eric Johnson off today. Scotty Gherkin running the boards. You guys make the show. It's all about you. If you have questions, jump in, ask them. We say share the show all the time. Go to canceltheshow.com. Share canceltheshow.com. Pick your streaming service. And of course, let us know if there's a question you want to ask. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And then uh, we'll talk with Mark McCloskey live. Can't wait for this. Uh, you guys may have a question or something that we don't ask. That's why we ask for your opinion. Also, as we go to break, we continue to remind people you can come on out Thursday night, 7 p.m. at Wenty's in the Chesterfield Valley. We'd love to meet as many people as possible, our holiday kickoff party. We've also got uh, a situation going on where, uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll get to it when we come back from the other side of the break. You can jump on YouTube. Um, Rumble, you can subscribe, you can click the bell to let people know about what we're doing. Share the show, share the show, share the show. It is Monday, December 26th, just before 8 o'clock. This is the live three-hour podcast of Cancel This. We'll be right back. Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome back to Cancel This of CancelThisShow.com. Once again, CancelThisShow.com. Share the show. It's 8.04 on this Monday, December 26th. We say Merry Christmas to all. Hopefully your weekend was fantastic. I'm Vic Faust alongside Tap of the Hassle. Eric Johnson on vacay. Scotty Gherkin on the boards. If you have stories, information, things that are going on wherever you live, not only in the St. Louis area, but around the country because we are a national show, let us know. Jump in and we will certainly do our best to try to get to that as well. Hopefully people are out and about having a good time. The weather is going to be a lot better this week, temperature-wise, throughout the St. Louis area. We just hope that you have survived the blizzard of 2022. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I like saying it. Uh, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. We are now glad uh, that we have an opportunity. By the way, we want to let everybody know. Uh, share the show. Let us know if you want to jump in and come to the uh the kickoff bash, our holiday party, Thursday night. We postponed it from last Thursday with the weather. To this Thursday, 7 p.m. at Wenty's. Uh, we have a big RSVP list so far. We'd love to meet as many of you who enjoy listening to us every day and watching us. With that being said, we welcome in a um, friend of the show. We have had him on several times. Mark McCloskey. Mark, good morning. Thanks for taking some time to join us on uh, Cancel This for the first time. Merry Christmas. I hope the weekend was all right. Oh, Merry Christmas. And, and you know... I I, I tried to be as terrified as I could be about the big blizzard, but I just couldn't work it out. Yeah. Well, we knew you weren't going to be afraid. If I had the picture right now, it'd show it. But we sh we saw your birthday pic, man. <laughs> your and if Tabitha, did you see it? Mark could have his own mail. I calendar. did not. See oh, us. Mark showed us his beefcake body. Okay. <laughs> did you stop eating, or what were you taking? Because you all must. I mean, you looked like a like a mini Arnold. Yeah. Well, you know. Clean living on the script. That's all I can say. Yeah, I got you. Uh, we do say Merry Christmas to you, Mark. Um, thanks for taking time to join us. Um, what's life like right now regarding what you went through? And then, of course, uh, your attempt at becoming the Republican candidate for the open uh, seat that was there for the Senate that Eric Schmidt eventually won. Well, you know, it, it really was a, uh, a learning experience. I've never having run for anything before. Uh, not realizing how controlled everything is and how the party structure, hate to use your word, cancels everybody that isn't towing the line and make sure that only the, the uh, appropriate people win. Um, but we're still doing it. We're out there. We, we do, uh, you know, still doing radio programs, still doing some broadcasts uh, out there talking to the people. We're still you know, doing personal appearances a couple of times a week. 
And so still, you kind of move that needle to the right. Love it. Mark, I am so happy to have you here. I can't wait to talk to you about so many things. So many things. Well, Mark, first, I guess what we'll do, we'll jump in right now. Um, I, I know you've talked about it a million times. Let's just do it for the, the, the cancel culture aspect. Um, has your life gotten back to normal? Will it ever get back to normal? You know, there's, there's no normal anymore. We uh, uh, are constantly getting stuff. I mean, when we're out in public, it's almost all positive. Now. It's almost 100% positive. Uh, but we still have to uh, look over our shoulders all the time. We're living behind bulletproof glass on the front of the house. You know, we've got better security now. Um, but it's, it's, it's different. I mean, we'll never get back to where we could just walk around town or walk around anywhere in the country without, uh, without people noticing. And, and uh, you know, for better or worse, making some kind of a, of a, of a scene. And so it, it's, uh, it's a double-edged sword. I, I never expected late in life uh, to have, you know, some level of celebrity status. Uh, but it's, it makes life different than it was before. Can you update us regarding um, the law license and the law practice? Are you still able to, to practice law? I am. We, uh, we got, uh, it's gotten a little bit echoey. I'm going to turn down my volume here a little bit. No, that's fine. We, Thank uh, you. Uh, got probated, suspended sentences from the Bar Association for the crime of having defended ourselves. The uh, Bar Association decided that uh, by standing on our front porch, and defending our property and our lives, we had committed a crime of moral turpitude, which made us unfit to be lawyers. And so the Supreme Court uh, suspended our licenses for six months, probated for a year, meaning as long as we're good little boys and girls, we can keep practicing law. But here's the fun part. They imposed a duty upon us to do 100 hours of pro bono legal work for 501c3 public service entities. And so... As soon as they did that, I called up my good friends at Project Veritas. And I said, well, you guys are a 501c3 public service entity, aren't you? They said, sure. So I'd love to work for you guys for free. Yeah, bar association said, eh, can't do that. <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, so then I wanted to work for the uh, Constitution Project. I said, nah, you can't do that. So then I tried to work for Legal Services of Eastern Missouri. Now, Patty and I are Franklin County residents, so they've got a branch out that union. And I contacted the union branch of legal services of Eastern Missouri. They said, eh, we don't think you're a good fit. Um, and then finally, after everything else, uh, we get a call from uh, legal services of Eastern Missouri saying, well, we'll let you do your homework. Uh, we'll let you do legal research for us. So now we're doing our indentured servitude by doing legal research for legal services of Eastern Missouri. And here's a fun thing. The first project they had me do was research on the Missouri Merchandise Practices Act that makes a bunch of stuff, uh, any kind of fraud or misrepresentation in, in the sales of merchandise, illegal. Makes it a felony, actually, uh, to do it intentionally. But one of the things that, that Eric Schmidt added to the statute a couple of years ago made it a crime to employ people in indentured servitude. And yet here we are being forced by the Bar Association to work for free. So the Bar Association can tell you who... And who you can't work for? They do. Well, who they will accept my time working for as payment on my debt to society. Of course. It could be because of who is the president of the Bar Association, right? Yeah, it might have something to do with that. It certainly had to do with who was the uh, the head of the uh, Office of Discipline, Chief Disciplinary Council, who, by the way, uh, 
resigned this last fall. We've got a new one starting the first of the year. Is that a good thing you think for you guys in your case, in your situation? Well, we're going to be out from under this burden first of, you know, I think February or something. We've got to get our hours in. And I can't remember the exact anniversary date, but we'll, we'll have fulfilled our, our sentence and <laughs> go back to being ordinary lawyers. Here shortly. So you're, you I have just, to, I, I, I get it. You know, you'd think that the law, and I've been doing this for 37 years, you'd think that the law would, would like to respect people that, that uphold the law rather than, than, than protect criminals, but it, it just works the other way these days. You did nothing wrong. You and your wife did absolutely nothing wrong. Nothing. And it's a shame. You shouldn't have to pay the price for anything. Your life should just continue on as it had before because you broke no law. Well, the thing well, that's kind of that's basically what I wrote. I appealed this to the Missouri Supreme Court and then the United States Supreme Court. Of course, the U.S. Supreme Court didn't take the case. They're, you know, they take almost nothing. But I mean, basically, my argument was we had done nothing wrong. We had broken no laws. Why should we suffer any sanction for just defending ourselves? But there's only one unforgivable crime in America today, and that's standing up against the left. And if you do that, you're never forgiven, and no, no one ever forgets. Well, we're talking with Mark McCloskey. Mark, the one thing that I wanted to tell you, and I've never had a chance to do it, I've had a chance to interview you several times, uh, most recently when you were running um, for the Republican, um, in the Republican primary for the open U.S. Senate seat for Missouri, is I am glad, I don't care whether people like you, dislike you, agree with what you did or not, or like your politics or not, when something happens and a person deals with the amount of stress, the amount of crap, the amount of worldwide attention that you do. And you're not the first person that's gone through a ton of that stuff. You're certainly not going to be the last. But it almost seems like society and people behind keyboards and people out in public want to kick people down, throw dirt on people, feel as if they're the most righteous people that have ever walked the face of the planet, want you to go to a corner, hide, get into the fetal position, and never be seen again. Thank you for being out. And this has nothing to do whether Vic agreed or don't. And of course, I think we know by the fact that we have you on the show where we stand. But at that same point in time, thank you for showing your face. Do you feel as if many in society just want to say, go die somewhere? We don't ever want to see your face again? It, it, it's, it's more complicated than that. Yes, there, there are those people and there are people from the BLM and the Antifa organizations that regularly give us kind of really vile and hateful Still? Uh, emails and, and uh, posts. But it's more than that. I grew up in St. Louis. I went to St. Louis Country Day School. I was president of the student council. I mean, I've got a lot of people in town that now are, are fairly wealthy, independent businessmen and or, or work in big corporations and high levels. Not a single one of those people donated a penny to my campaign because they're all afraid of getting canceled, right? They can't be associated with with somebody who took well, the extreme position of wanting to defend their own life, you know. Uh, but that's that's it. And all over the country, people, you know, that, that supported us, we went, particularly when we were on the Trump campaign, and we were all over the country, everybody would come up and, and say, well, you know, I can't I can't tell you how much we support you. So I call them up later and say, well, you're, what I need right now is I need money to run TV ads. Well, uh, what's your name again? Who are you? Wait a second. I can't be associated with you because it'll be bad for my business or bad for my social relationships. It's just like Alan Dershowitz not being invited to parties anymore in Martha's Vineyard. You know, it's just, it's strange how much everybody just said, wait, did I know that guy? No, I don't think I ever knew that guy. 
Everyone feels that way, Mark, until it happens to them. Because you know what? What people should be doing, like what we are doing, we support you because you defended yourself. You defended your wife. You defended your home. And in the state of Missouri, you have every right to do that. We we have wonderful stand-your-ground laws here in the state of Missouri. And if people like you don't stand up for those laws, if we don't stand up behind you, those laws will cease to exist. They are there to protect us all. I said this uh... The first attack on our house was June the 28th of 2020. And the next Monday morning the, the, on the June the, the 29th, I said, you know, if I'd been the managing partner of the biggest law firm in St. Louis, that Monday morning I would have had to go on, on the apology tour, apologize for being born, apologize for being white, apologize for being successful. I would still get fired and I'd never get another job in the law. The only reason we could do what we did and take the stand that we did was A, we don't take food from anybody and B, uh, we have we are not responsible to anybody else. We're, we're independent professionals. No one can tell us anything that to do or not do, except unfortunately the bar association. And so we we uh, we didn't back down. I mean that's what it said on the side of my campaign, uh, you know, truck and trailer. It says never back down, and that's what every each and every one of us needs to do: just take a stand for freedom, for what's right, recognize what's right and wrong, and don't let them push you back. Never back down. I just had one more question wrapping up that day and those events that happened. You know, here we are, you know, two years later, two and a half years later almost. Um, you don't regret one bit what you and your wife did, do you? Now, the only thing I regret is that I didn't see it coming fast enough to be out there at the gate to keep them from breaking it down. If, if, I, if I'd done that, I'd have been happy to do it. But other than that, once they came through that gate, when they broke down that gate and came into my neighborhood, they gave up any pretense of peaceful protest and they became a mob that needed to be held off. Yeah, one thing that pissed me off about that whole story, which isn't said a lot of times, when I was working local news, I made sure to write the script the correct way and not the way that had been put out there. That was the fact that that was private property. Once again, private property. Once again, private property. That was your private property. Am I wrong in saying that? No, not at all. And You know, when these, when these mobsters say whose streets, our streets, they mean it. They don't believe in private property. They, they don't. don't. believe in individual rights. They believe in the collective right that if they want to come in and destroy your business or shoot police officers or anything else, that's their right because whose streets, their streets. And they and they actually believe that. Was they anybody were ever, yeah, was anybody ever arrested for breaking into private property? No. You, you know, you think about all those people sitting in solitary confinement holes in DC for the for the alleged crime of trespass or parading without a license or being on capital grounds. Some of them for over two years now in horrible conditions. Not a single person of the 350 to 500 people that broke down our gate, stormed our house, threatened to kill me, rape and murder my wife, burn down my house, burn down my office building, and kill my dog. Not a single one of those people has done a day in jail. They were not. That's the, that's the state of the law in the United States today. And they were not peaceful protesters. I know for a fact, I think we all do, that these folks were armed. Some of them had AK 47s. I heard some of them had AR-15s. They were not peaceful protesters. You know, after they entered your private property, they moved on and they went down to the mayor's home. And when they went down there, they shot fireworks at her house. At Lida Cruzen at the time. Lida Cruzen. St. Louis. That's dangerous. And there was an NBC affiliate uh, newscaster that was there with her yes. armed guard. That's how much they liked the peaceful protesters. She had an armed guard. One of the uh, peaceful protesters approached her with an AK-47. Yes. Her security guard uh, was going to engage in a firefight right there in front of Lida Cruzen's house, Mayor Cruzen's house, but, you know, exercised a better part of valor and backed up. And those same people, 
that came with armed guards and were confronted by people with semi-automatic weapons, then went on the air and said these were peaceful protests. I know. Unbelievable. Well, that situation happened. Um, you were canceled. People tried to cancel. You gave us some of the situations that occurred privately. And I'm sure there were people who supported you privately but were afraid to talk publicly. Those kinds of things happen, too, because people get afraid of being canceled. But you refused to sit down. You refused to sit back. You refused to, as I said earlier, sit in the corner in the fetal position and say, oh, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm not going to do anything. No, you went right back out. You threw your hat into the ring. Nobody gave you a chance to win um, the Republican primary for the U.S. Senate seat. You thought you could win. You told me you did. Um, you didn't care because you said you wanted to go compete. You wanted to try to go out and do something. You told me you found a lot of support on the campaign trail. But what is one of the biggest takeaways that you learned when it came to your your chances from the get-go and running for that seat? The two things that, that get repeated every every time is that you haven't paid your dues and it's not your turn. The party decides whose turn it is based on on your, what you've done in the past. They don't allow. They don't want to have anybody shake the shake it up or rock the boat. They want known entities. This is like the uh, the new attorney general for the state of Missouri. We knew who the governor is going to appoint as a new attorney general. We know who all the big money is going to back in the election for attorney general in two years. Same thing with the governor's race. I mean, the anointed people have already been chosen by the party structure. That's, that's exactly the, that's right, the Mark. That's the thing that came out the strongest. Wait, you, so you were told this, Mark, from the get-go? Everyone knows this. Everybody knows this stuff. I mean, it's... it's I hear know, rumors, but... The, oh, uh, no, it's true. And, and the bottom line is that you can't win an election in this country today. What, what is the... Let, I'll give you a, a, a brief scenario of the Senate election. There were three of us that really worked hard. I worked harder than anybody. I went to more cities, more events, made more speeches, spent more time on the road. I mean, I think my Christmas card says uh, 114 counties, over 500 cities, 540 plus speeches, 100,000 miles in a vehicle. Billy Long worked really hard, too. He did almost as much as we did. Vicki Hartzler, Hartzler worked harder than, than anybody other than me and Billy. Guess who worked the least? Eric Schmidt. Guess who got elected? <laughs> Eric Schmidt. Why did Eric Schmidt get elected? He was a chosen person by the party, and he had tens of millions of dollars supporting his campaign. He was yeah, but always, his, but his the camp person. says that he had a massive job and was working. I mean, yeah, just that's true. no. I mean, but so I, I mean, I get it. I just brought that up because I know that you were out working your ass off with Billy Long, Vicky Hartzler. I saw all of that. The the Schmidt people also said they couldn't get to everything because they they were working and. Winning a lot of lawsuits nationally it, with well, the they president. Were, yes, but, but come on. I wanted to bring it up because when I started to interview and I had a chance, I mean, I was the only person who had a chance to interview all the candidates uh, privately and get that on first. When I saw all the, the dates that you actually made, that Billy Long made, but then you guys were like, yeah, but we're told this and we're told that. I just wondered if that is something that is filtering down, in your opinion, to the voters. Because we know that voter turnout isn't what it should be in any state in this country. Well, you know, the, the primary reason I was doing all this, I didn't, I didn't want to be a senator. I don't want to be a politician. But the time has come in this country where ordinary citizens need to stand up and, and tell the truth. And they need to stand up and stand up against the left and stand up against the communists who want to destroy this country, destroy our way of life, and destroy our culture and our religion and our freedoms. And when I, when I got up to speak every night, it wasn't talking about me or how wonderful I am or how much I wanted to be in the Senate. 
I just spoke about how much our, our civilization is in crisis and how everybody needs to stand up and resist and not conform. And, and that if we don't all stand together as a free people now, all is going to be lost. That's, uh, that's not necessarily a good message these days if you want to get elected, because if you want to get elected, you need to stand up there and say, you know, I'm wonderful, elect me and, and uh, have pictures of you playing baseball or, or that kind of stuff. It, it, but my goal was to, was to wake people up and, and advise them of what was going on. And that's, I think we were very successful with that. Uh, it may not win elections, but it might, it might save the country if enough people do it. Well, you're, you're planting seeds, and we need to do that. But, Mark, I want to explain to something to people who don't already know this. And this is not against Eric Schmidt. I, I think he's a, I thought he was a great attorney general. I hope he's a great senator. I like him as a person. But in these types of elections, the person is already pre-selected. They are pre-selected. The money's already funneled. The GOP, who I have zero respect for, they pre-select the candidates and they control the voting. The GNC, the RNC, they're private organizations. They're not government branches. They can choose anyone they want. Voting does not matter, quite honestly. And it's all about the money. They knew they're going to choose the least free person like yourself. They're going to choose the most establishment candidate. They're going to choose the safest candidate. Anyone who they think is going to go up against McConnell was never going to win that election. And I'll give you a little bit of insight into that. We were um, at one of the few campaign functions where uh, um, uh, Eric Schmidt was there. Now, this was actually on a CPAC. I correct myself. We were on a CPAC last February, and one of the conservative networks had Eric Schmidt on. And they said, if you get elected to the Senate, well, we vote against Mitch McConnell. He says, well, you know, that's a hypothetical. Uh, I don't even know if anybody's going to run against him. Well, then they pinned him down, and his final, final answer was, well, I'll have to wait and see what my Senate colleagues have to say, people like Rand Paul and Mike Lee. In other words, nobody's told me the answer to that question. That's exactly therefore right. Therefore, I can't answer it. Vicki Hartzler had the exact same answer when we were at a forum down in Cape on that same question. So here's the thing. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. The power structure is going to stay in place. Anybody that poses a significant risk to the system read Donald Trump, uh, will be destroyed in every possible fashion. And they, they, if, if some real outsider, if somebody who can actually think for themselves and isn't a puppet of the party gets elected, then they get immediately destroyed. Uh, read Madison, Madison Cawthorn on that one. Isn't is, that correct? It is a very, very tightly controlled structure. And they always, the reason that the powers that be are the powers that be is they manipulate everything to remain in power. It is fascinating talking with Mark McCloskey right now about how politics works. You had a, a close uh, view of it. You jumped in. Will you do this again? You know, I, here's that uh, people are talking about whether or not I'd be interested in running for attorney general. Since you were and, told you were, quote, somebody who hadn't paid their dues yet. <laughs> yeah. And the dues aren't to the people. They're not to the voters. The dues are to the party. Right. And the and when it's not your turn, it's not because the people aren't ready for it. It's because the party has already selected somebody else. The question for me now is, and I'm, I'm looking at everything, whether or not we can be more effective outside of politics and doing things like we're doing this morning, rather than being kind of constrained by the political system. And so that's really the, the, uh, the issue that I'm dealing with right now. I've got, a, I've got a book to write so I can be on Fox and Noble. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll keep doing those kinds of things. And I'm, like I said, I'm still out there doing as many presentations on the topics of freedom and our, and our basic God-given rights as, as I can. Anybody that let me on and talk about it, I, I get on and talk about it. Um, 
But uh, who knows what the future may bring. Uh, Mark, maybe that's your calling. Maybe that's your calling. Maybe you were never meant to win that position. Maybe you were meant to be a speaker, to go out and wake people up, because your insight is invaluable. I tell people this stuff all of the time, but I've never run for an office. They don't believe me, but they will believe you. Well, you know, it's, it's, it, it was an eye-opener. Uh, I gave a presentation for 40 minutes for a Patriot group two weeks ago or now a month ago, and I'm still running those folks and saying, well, I have absolutely no idea how it works, but it's, it's a real eye-opener. And by I, the way, just as a personal note, Vic, do you see the painting over my right shoulder? Yeah, I do. Let me see. That's I, I can house. That's the guy who built this house. How about that? I like that, Edward. Maybe but, it's really your house. Let's was, go take a visit. Well, I've been waiting for some uh, inheritance to come my way for quite some time. Well, uh, me too, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is that Edward's Faust? Edward Faust, was he associated with the brewery? Yeah, he uh, he married Anna Bush, um, uh, uh, Adolphus Bush's daughter. Adolphus Bush's best friend was Tony Faust that owned the, uh, the famous uh, oyster and, and, and steakhouse in downtown St. Louis. They were best friends. And so... Uh, uh, Tony Faust's son Edward married Adolphus Bush's daughter Anna, and uh, and they built this house. Um, I've been trying to catch up over the years, especially from Faust Park. Uh, Faust Park, the gentleman that that park was named after, after he passed away by his wife, is actually from the same place where my grandpa's family's from. The Faust name. Oh wow! So uh, I was like, at some point in time, I may meet somebody. There may be some connection. Um, we'll see where that goes. But Faust Beer was around. Anheuser-Busch brought Faust Beer back, I don't know, two decades ago for a while, too. Yeah, um, yeah. I do remember. I appreciate you uh, showing me that. Hey, I've got a question. Somebody wanted to, me to ask you this. that we, we skipped over when we were first talking about the situation that happened with you uh, and charges that uh, were levied against you. At one point in time, uh, Governor Parson, Mike Parson, friend of the show, said that he would offer a pardon. Would that situation, if you guys were found guilty whatever happened with that to get people up to date sure and and once again it takes a little background but under missouri law the governor can't pardon you until you're actually found guilty of something Correct. he can't he can't proactively give you a pardon and so we spent about a year working on a, a a charge that we could plead to that would give the governor an opportunity to pardon us and theoretically not affect our licenses to practice law in any way our association different on that um so so i pled guilty to this uh minor misdemeanor and paid paid a $700 fine or something. And then, and then uh, uh, Mike Parson was able to pardon us. And I, you know, the, 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 the odd news is that a government, a, a gubernatorial pardon in Missouri doesn't wipe your record clean. The fact of the conviction still stays there despite the fact that it's been pardoned. And so the bar association, as I started off in this said that uh, um, uh, the fact that I pled guilty to this misdemeanor made me a, a criminal of moral turpitude and therefore unfit to practice law. Um, but the alternative was to go to trial in the city of St. Louis on these felonies. Can you imagine what the jury of my peers would uh, would do uh, if I were to go to trial in the city of St. Louis? You'd be in and prison right now. Charges us on a felony, then I still can never practice law again. And so it's a, wow. it was the, the, the prosecutor put us in a no-win situation. And even with a, even with the governor's pardon, it's, uh, it'll taint us. Unbelievable, isn't it? This is what happens in the United States when you try to defend yourself. It, the, the whole situation just blows my mind. Mark, I mean, we're talking with Mark McCloskey. Before we let you go, anything else that we haven't touched upon that you think is important 
for listeners we, and viewers, not only in St. Louis or Missouri, around the country that they need to know? Well, you just, everybody needs to just pay attention. I, people need to listen to the news. People, all throughout the campaign, I talk to people and they'd say, well, I don't get involved in politics. And I say, well, brother, you better because politics gets involved in you. Politics, now, the government runs everything. The government decides if you don't say the right things or walk the right line, they kick in your door at four o'clock in the morning and haul you out in your underpants before the cameras and put you in jail. That's the country we live in today. It's, it's you know, we, we can call ourselves the land of the free and the home of the brave, but when we have a federal government, when we have an FBI and a DOJ that literally is just the Stasi out there to be the enforcement arm of the powers that be, that's not a free country, that's a police state. And I call it coup by subpoena. Absolutely. All the people that pose a threat to the government, the people that, that may, might support Donald Trump for president again, people like Roger Stone, you know, uh, get hauled out, get arrested, get harassed, Mike Flynn, get uh, destroyed economically. And then that's a warning to everybody else. And think of those poor sons of guns rotting away in D.C. dungeons. That's a, that's a message to everybody in Congress that if we can do this for the people just for trespass, think what we'll do to you if you, if you step out of line. Freedom is an illusion. Mark, we appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas. Thank you for taking some time to join us. Uh, if you like what we do, let people know as well for uh, cancelthishow.com. Well, I'm just I'm just a ring of sunshine this morning, aren't I? <laughs> no, 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 no. You no, you are. You are. Um we we should have uh we should have popped up your picture of a posing. It was your sixty-sixth birthday, right? Yeah, sixty-six. Boy, people can find it. He looked you look damn good. Are you, so do you have to change your whole diet around to look that good? <laughs> no, that's that's like I say, I've been I've been working out uh, since I was five years old. I wrestled in competition between the time when I was five and twenty-five. Then I hurt my neck when I was 25 and couldn't wrestle anymore. So I just started uh, lifting at that point. And uh, it becomes habit-forming. Well, I, I saw your picture. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, McCloskey's jacked. Hey, buddy, we appreciate you taking some time to join us today and explain uh, from where you are. Uh, listeners are and viewers are telling us, uh, keep fighting a good fight, and thanks for all the information this morning. Well, thanks for having me on. It's a real pleasure. All right, Mark McCloskey. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. It's interesting when you talk about some of the things. I, I guess the one thing I guess I'm not surprised, Tabitha, that I heard Mark talk about was that he was told by the Missouri Republican Party. Yeah, you can't be surprised by that. Yes, I am. Are I you need serious? To, I need you to look, hear it. You look like you were in a state of shock when he I was I was talking. in a state of shock. I don't understand how. It's not yet your time. You haven't paid your dues. Well. You know, there's people in life who give you a bunch of BS. I don't care if it's a job, if it's your friends. You know when people are giving you BS, right, Scotty? In life, when you get an answer and say, well, it's because of this or that, and you're like, just stop the BS. It, right. Despite yeah. I mean, you know, that, yeah. That sounds like Obvious. BS to me. Despite that, and and I get where people are coming Sorry, from. Sorry, your time. You know, we've got somebody picked already. But that it, well, and I think those are two separate issues because there were a lot of people who even told me about McCloskey. He hasn't paid his dues yet. He didn't start at the bottom and work his way up. But regardless of all that, and it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I got to know Vicky Hartzler. Interviewed her many, many, many times. Very good person. Billy Long, good guy. All these good, Mark, good guy. All these good people who were running. Obviously, Eric Greitens, who I love. All of these great people running, none of them ever had a chance because they were all, for the most part, anti-establishment. I think Vicky was more establishment But we also have to give Eric Schmidt credit because Eric Schmidt was a dominant was. AG. I know he was. I, I know he was. I, there was a, I love Eric Schmidt as Attorney General, but I also think that as Attorney General... 
some of the things that Eric Schmidt did, some of these lawsuits that he filed were a lot of BS. And some people will say, well, they really help schools. Well, a lot of that stuff is just what Biden does. They throw things out there before the campaign and everybody remembers the lawsuits they filed. And then when they're overturned and they're not constitutional and they don't work, nobody remembers or hears about that part. And I think, but, but, but in that, in Eric, I love it when we disagree because I disagree about the Eric stuff that Schmitz, he threw out there. Because we talk about virtual signaling yes. throughout that's from a Democratic side. At worst case scenario, it was virtual signaling for the conservative movement against things that were going on in the schools as well. I'm not Eric saying, Schmidt would not have ever beaten Eric Greitens or anybody else in that election because the candidates were good if he wasn't a good candidate too. I no, I, I agree with that as well. I, I like I said, it's not anything against Eric Schmidt. It's the fact that he is the most establishment out of the group. He wants to be president, and that's my opinion. He's never told me this. I absolutely believe he wants <laughs> well, to be president. when we get him on the show, you can ask him. And I hope I do, and I have nothing but respect for Eric Schmidt. You know this. I love Eric Schmidt. But at the same time, he is an establishment candidate. He's going to play the game. He was never a threat to McConnell, and that's why McConnell put – $6.7 million into an anti-Greitens ad campaign. No, he did. That's a fact. And I'm not saying that Eric Schmidt had any part Eric of Greitens that. Eric Greitens also called his shot when he started and said, McConnell, you're out if I'm elected, or at least I'm going to try to vote you out. Exactly. And, and you know, when Eric Schmidt spoke out allegedly, allegedly, to Trump in person against Eric Greitens, there's a lot that was going on behind the scenes in this campaign that a lot of people don't even yeah, know about. Yeah, the, but the president, Donald Trump, right before the election, had a chance to say... I support Eric Greitens, and he didn't. Trump said, I support Eric, and there were three of them. And that was the biggest disaster I've ever personally been part of. And being there. That was Donald Trump being Donald Trump. And you know what? And and there's a lot. That will be one of our maybe non-live for the podcast library (laughs) talks, because one of these days we're going to have to get into all of that. Because I worked very closely with the Greitens campaign on some events, and there's a lot about that situation that I know that we've not discussed here, and we will have to do that at some oh, point. Oh, no, 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 no. There was no. a lot of behind the Are you trying to tell me that Trump really on. endorsed Eric Greitens? I am saying that there was only one Eric that, that President Trump, Donald Trump, called and said, you have my support, and that was Eric Greitens. <laughs> And that really made a difference in the public. It didn't. No. no one knew. No because one Trump, knew. Trump made it about himself. All of the Eric's. Well, Eric Greitens That was and the worst Eric of Schmidt. Donald. That was the worst. I of agree. Trump. You know what? I am not kidding you. When I heard that he did this, it was in the bag for Eric Greitens. And then what the story behind the story is, is that Ronna McDaniel, who, of course, is the chair for the RNC. Part, who, may part of her, the, who may be on her way out. Who may be on her way out. I hope to God she is. And she was remember that day Trump was playing golf. He was out playing golf. I, I can't remember what city he was in, but Ronna McDaniel was in that town. She met with President Trump and all of a sudden it went from endorsing Eric Greitens to it being Eric Schmidt. It, something that happened in that meeting is what changed the decision because I can guarantee you Kimberly Guilfoyle, who was Eric Greitens' campaign manager at the time, she said, she said, there is an endorsement letter on Trump's desk. All he has to do is sign it. It's done. It's for Eric Greitens. It's in the bag. And then Ronna McDaniel met with him out on that golf course, and everything changed. Well, regardless of what that was, all we know is the final result. 
And Kurt from the Facebook line says, Greitens' ex-wife, her sister, works for McConnell. So, I don't know, whatever that means. Um, Tara says, Rona isn't going anywhere, Rana. It's already baked in the cake. Uh, Trump's biggest mistake were his cabinet appointments and trusting the GOP. That from our comment line as well. All I know. Also true. All I know is Donald Trump played that. He played Missouri. Oh my gosh. And because everybody. I lost was so li- much respect over that. Literally, there were so many people who were waiting to say, okay, well, who's Trump going to support? Who's he going to support? And the way that he played the state, that, that was embarrassing. It was, it was, it, it was, was embarrassing. embarrassing. And then, of course, the candidates all had fun with it. The third Eric said, why well, I, I think the president. <laughs> I remember. I can't remember the third Eric's name, <laughs> but he got some votes, believe it or not. Uh, even Vicki Hartzler, I thought it was funny, said, well, I, I think this is a support for me, too, then. I know. Um, that know. was it was it was funny, but not funny. And, you know, that day, I will never forget it because I was here at Spirit of St. Louis Airport holding a Greitens rally in the middle of this, waiting for Eric Greitens to land in his airplane in the middle of all this ridiculousness going on. And I f- remember when Hillary Clinton lost and you saw all of her supporters out there oh, in tears. Yeah. That's kind of, I didn't see any tears. Well, I did see some tears, but that's kind of how we all felt. Like it was such a letdown and we were all so disappointed with Trump yeah, well, and I how lost he a lot handled of, this. I lost a lot of respect for Trump that night. I did too. I, I just for how he handled that whole situation. Not only did that, he played media, he played everybody. Yes, he did. And it was an event for himself and who knows, maybe it's a, a situation will come back to bite him. Maybe he lost some support. I don't know. I know you said that there was a poll that was released over the weekend, according to Breitbart, that still showed him with a commanding lead over a possible candidate of Ron DeSantis. Correct. I did save that. I'll have to go back and find If you find, find it, you can let that. us know. Here it is right here. And what was the, what Let's were see the details? Here. Now, this was on Breitbart, which leans towards Trump anyway. So it says, who do you want the Republican nominee to be in 2024? And out of these choices were Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, and Glenn Youngkin. Okay, I despise Ted Cruz. <laughs> okay. I could care less about Youngkin. Um, and Donald Trump has 58% of the votes. Ron DeSantis, 38%. Ted Cruz and Glenn Youngkin tied at 2% because neither of them have, a, neither one of them, neither of them have a, any chance whatsoever. And, you know, the, the I'm not trying to throw... Eric Schmidt under the bus. But he did do a campaign event right here in St. Charles County with Ted Cruz. So what was And that was extremely disappointing. Ted Cruz is yeah, one Ted of the Cruz, most established yeah, people in the GOP. Yeah, but Ted Cruz is also a big supporter of Donald Trump. No, he's not. He became no, a supporter. No, he's not. He's listen, lying. Listen, okay, okay. Tabitha. He's lying. Whether he's lying or not, we have seen, we saw what he did. In the lead up to the election, he was all over. Oh my God, Vic! He was supporting Donald Trump. Oh my gosh, Vic! Was he not supporting Donald Trump? Because he wants votes. Okay, it doesn't he's matter fake. why he's fake. doing it. It does matter. It does matter. Tabitha, it did he matter. or did he not support Donald Trump? It doesn't matter when we all know it was fake. It and doesn't he's matter lying. if it was okay. Well, let's yeah, establish some groundworks first. Yeah, and then it does we'll, matter. Then we'll work backwards. Did. Cruz go on the record and was he publicly supporting Donald Trump? Yeah, so did Holly, and he's okay. an idiot too. Uh, oh my God! Okay, so he did. So we supported it. We agree there, but you say he was only supporting he, Trump all for of us, ulterior reasons. The majority motives. I think the majority of Trump supporters, the majority of conservatives, at least the ones I know, all say Ted Cruz is a fake. 
He's only playing a game to try to get votes because someday, you know. They all play games, They all Tabitha. play games. They all play games. Trump supported his support. I get it. But here's the game. He was all over the media supporting Donald it Trump. It doesn't matter. It's all fake. Despite their previous differences. Let's backtrack because here's the point some people miss. I have one phrase for you as you say it. Okay. Selected, not elected. <laughs> exactly. Selected, they are not selected and not elected. elected. All of the potential candidates for president going forward, which Ted Cruz has won, they all want to get on the Trump train because they want our vote. They Not don't anymore. Care about us. They want our votes. They will lie. They will deceive us. They will say anything they can to get conservatives behind them. And but we are smarter than that. We know it's fake. I can't stand Ted Cruz. I don't care if it's fake or not. Ted Cruz stumped for Donald Trump. He was supporting Donald Trump. And Donald was sitting he hates there like Donald Trump. Like the, the cat that got the canary. He but just did it really there. help Donald Trump that he supported him? No, because we all know it's fake. Once I, again, I it doesn't matter. If, <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm what, not a fan either. But, but Ted Cruz also came here and stumped for you know who, as you said, Eric Schmidt. And Eric Schmidt dominated. That and was a I, very popular. That was a very popular, well-attended event. It, and it was. There's no question about that. I know a lot of people that went, but a lot of people that I know that went went just because they hate Ted Cruz and they wanted to see him in person. What? I, I think he has very, very. That doesn't few, make sense. We should do a poll. How many folks out there support Ted Cruz? I well, bet time there will out. be no, none. Time out. Time out. None. But when you put it in those terms, nobody in Missouri needs to support Ted Cruz. The whole, the only reason we were talking about it was you brought up Ted Cruz, and I said, yeah, but Ted Cruz supported Donald Trump, and Donald Trump loved it. He looks like the penguin on Batman. And, and he's <laughs> now we're name calling. No. I'm sorry, that wasn't. And nice. then he supported Eric Schmidt. <laughs> I, I Eric agree Schmidt with you, 100. And Eric Schmidt didn't win just by a little. Eric Schmidt dominated the Republican I'm, primary. I'm not trying to throw Schmidt under the bus. I like Eric Schmidt. I think he's a really good person. It's it's not about him. It's about the fact that when I saw Ted Cruz and Eric Schmidt together, I said, oh, gosh, here we go. Here we go with the establishment games. As Joe says, and I don't get this either, if you hate someone, why would you go see them? I know a lot of a lot of Greitens supporters went to that event because they wanted to see what all was going down between Ted Cruz why? and Eric Schmidt. Who cares? Because people do care. We, we have Not to everybody. care. Not everybody. A lot of people do care. Okay, let me ask you this, Scott. Would you go see somebody or a band that you hate or a lead singer that you hate? By That's, the way, Scott is the, the singer of Modern Day Zero, by no. the way, which you is why I bring up the Met. I wouldn't. But you can't Neither compare. Neither would I. You cannot compare the two. These. This is about voting. It's about elections. It's about the future of our, of our country, not a good band. It's very now, important Now, if they were opening for a band, People I would like. People care about bands more than they care about the future of this country. People. <laughs> they like, just do. Like Lizzie says on the comment line. Sucks as sad as that statement is, it's very true. Like People Lizzie care says. about so much other stuff than this, which is very important. It's crazy. Standpoint. No, it is crazy. The I future mean, of our country is the most important thing. Absolutely, I agree. The most important yes, thing. Yes, it is. The most But there's important. a lot of but distractions. Do, but do Americans really feel that way? No. They suck. We suck <laughs> when it comes to our political process. Americans but don't But my question care. to Mark McCloskey this morning was this. Is it because it's a situation of selected, not elected, and Americans feel as if their vote don't matter and know that their vote doesn't matter? Now, yes, there are elections that are decided by a handful of votes, which should show you, yes, you should be out there. But as I've said on this show before, 
We're in a situation, I know outside of state races, that could go any way as we've seen, but there's about 10 cities where this country is decided on right now in every election. Now in the state of Missouri, yeah, it could change. It could be different. But once again, the amount of money that you have, the messaging, the billboard, the campaigning, all of that stuff, uh, the media ads is so fake. Important. It doesn't matter if it's fake. It's, it's all it's, fake. It's a, you know, vote, you know, freedom is an illusion. Voting is the illusion of choice. They make you think you have a choice. You have no choice in these elections. I still can't get past the fact that people who despised or disliked a man this time <laughs> Cruz would actually go spend time to hang with and see a man who they don't they, like. You know what? They wanted, like Lizzie said on the comment line. I would somebody that I didn't like or respect. They wanted to see what was going on behind no, the I get scenes. It. What I are get these it. guys talking it. about? What are their issues? You know, what are they talking about? How do they feel about this? Because people were in the audience. They were asking valid questions. And, you know, when it comes to a political event, opposers often do attend because they want to go and ask you the hard questions. Yeah, I, I know that. But there were no hard questions asked Eric Schmidt They wouldn't day. let them. Well, regardless, there were, that's why you don't and go. Eric Schmidt conducted zero interviews at that event. Yeah, I heard zero that, too. Zero media interviews. Absolutely. He did very little radio or television interviews during that campaign, entire campaign. Well, it's interesting. John says, convince the people. Convince the people. Communism will eliminate most forms of entertainment not approved by them. Communism will end nearly all concerts. Then yes. maybe they will get off their ass and do something about it. Just remember that. Well, communism will end fake. pretty much everything. Kimberly says, fake, just like the Arizona trial that just happened. We know the judge would never rule for a new election. Lake yes. won, speaking of Carrie Lake. By the way, Carrie Lake won an election, and it was blown out of proportion. We wanted to see what would happen, but we knew nothing would change. Nothing did. Nothing will. The election was ended. Hobbs is the Democratic mayor, uh, or excuse me, Democratic governor of Arizona. And Carrie Lake is now left to see who from the Republican Party will pick her up. She's a dynamic candidate, in my opinion. She offers a lot to be desired. There, I mean, she brings a lot to the table. To me, there's a lot to desire of her. Now, I somebody's agree. going to pick her up. But yes, not to get off subject too many times, but yes, you are right. Her, that, that process, that legal process is done. There will not be another election in the state of Arizona because everything was done in accordance to how it should have been done. But the laws of the state allowed... Hobbs to certify her own election. <laughs> so I repeat, Hobbs ridiculous. to certify her own election. Cheaters everywhere. Yeah, I will decide. I am now the referee of this game, and I am the general manager of the league, and my team wins. And that's basically how it goes. Um, Joe, yeah, Jeff says Carrie Lake is a rock star. So I don't think yes, we've seen is. the last of her. She's pretty sharp. Drew says, I told yes, you is. that Carrie needs to go somewhere and sit down. See, unfortunately, Drew, that sounds like you're trying to cancel somebody who was an outstanding candidate. And we just you, you can't go out and try to cancel people. Sure, you can try, but we're going to call you out for that as well. Joe says the cheating was unreal. Lake won. I would vote for her for president. Once again, we have not seen the end of Kira Lake. We haven't. She's going to be back. She's a superstar in the party. Even Scotty, you don't pay attention to politics that much, right? No. And really even don't. you know who Kerry Lake is. Oh, yeah. And And she was able to resonate with you. Yeah, absolutely. Could you see her running on a ticket for a possible presidency as a as a VP? As a VP, yeah. She doesn't have a, a public office, though. 
As and and, re, and replying to Bindi, yes, her time in Arizona in this race is over. Yeah. So what do you mean? Somebody asked on the comment line, "Is it over for her in Arizona?" Oh, it's I done. Said, yes. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, She's it's done. done. Yeah, and just because you don't like somebody or their opinion or what they say doesn't mean they should go sit in a corner, get in the fetal position, and go and not be heard from again. Um, Stacey Abrams continues to try. Do you want to cancel her? Yes. Do you want to shut? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to her. <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> uh, and final say from Drew, no, go do something else because you need to stop saying you won an election when you didn't. And I get that point. Oh, God. Are you serious? You're yeah, and here's why. Drew? No, but here's why. No, but here's why, Tabitha. Because so many times, if you win an election, oh, you're happy. But if your candidate doesn't win, then you say something. What's to say there wasn't cheating the other election that went for you? The only thing I didn't like about that is her being able to certify. certify. And I can't believe that. The, I, I knew it would happen, but I can't believe that the courts were just like, yeah, we're not that they need enough. I mean, that shouldn't be allowed. They will. That's the courts will like, never do anything, Scotty. This courts will never. Talking to producer Scotty, of course. The courts will never do anything. I absolutely believe there was widespread cheating in this election and in many elections. And I think most people would would agree with me on that. Most conservatives, anyway. There's nothing that will happen. Like some people on the comment line are saying, they don't even try to hide it anymore. You know why they don't hide it anymore? Because they know we can't do a darn thing about it. I love this show because of you, the people who jump in. You share the show, canceltheshow.com. You jump in, Jeff. It will be a battle between Lake versus DeSantis to take over the Trump throne. And the audience goes silent. Mm. Lake is not done. She might be done in Arizona for now. We're, she is not done. By the done. way, uh, from the Facebook line, where's your proof, Tabitha? I, well, I think I think that there's plenty of proof. I think when we do some forensic audits, <laughs> we're going to see No forensic the audits are going to happen. There's already... I, you know, I would have to go back and look, but there's already proof out there. You can find it online. I have it saved somewhere my 40,000 photos on my phone. But there is already proof out there that cheating took place in that Arizona election. Okay. The proof is already there. Unless you can prove it, it doesn't matter around the country. We'll and then bring still it people, tomorrow. And then people still don't care. They're still not. I mean, people may care, some people, but not a greater, not a, a enough people. You know what people care about? People care about getting up and going to work. Yes. Getting their kids their Starbucks. on the table. Getting their Starbucks. Going to concerts and hanging out and doing diddly squat about nothing that's going on in this country because it's easier to look the other way. But once you're like us and you know what's really going on, you can't look the other way anymore. Well, until, and I've been a proponent of this, until we have a national holiday where everybody can actually go and vote on one day, one day, and there is no, and I know that that may overwhelm some situations. There's got to be a, a way where you have to vote on the same day, you can't have elections Absolutely. be counted day after day after day. I've all been about making a national holiday, go and vote. It now, in some cases, too much room for but error. in some cases, you're going to have to allow people to vote who may be somewhere else or they may be working. But abroad. we've already had provisions for that that those worked provis- just fine. Yeah, those provisions need to stay in place. Why not? Why can't we make a national holiday? Or is it the powers that be that want the confusion? They yes. want. They yes. want the drama. They want this, oh, my God, we're going to count elections for four days now. And keep in mind, it seems to this be all started for one side. That's it, right. It all started in 2022, late at night, with some northern state votes that were being counted in Michigan and Wisconsin. 
come on. And I try to, I'm not losing my S hit like Tabitha is on some of the election stuff. We need one day, one freaking day. And then, hey, if this country's liberal, liberal, so be it. If this country's conservative, so be it. And then we'll know. And there should be a counter that night. There should be video of all the counting that's going on. Just like you show video cameras for sporting events, why not have cameras locked in? I know it sounds oh, crazy. Oh, well, now there's and a law against it. Then we see it here. We go, oh, we're checking the counters. They, here come the red. The red's on the rise. Fourth quarter is going to be interesting. I think that would be phenomenal. But that's never going to happen. because you know One day only voting, please. No. They've changed the laws, Vic. You can't do that anymore. Now they have anti-harassment laws in the polling locations to where if you are you feel like you're being harassed by the poll watchers, they have to back up by so many feet. And so they can't be right next to you because you feel harassed. You know, they need their little place of safety at the I've polling never location. voted where a poll watcher was ever right on top of you anyway. There's yeah, always sections I, that you go. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's Here, crazy. Here's a thought. This never Ka- happened to me. Anyway. Kasha, who's Polish, yes, from Poland, who joined our show before uh, to talk about how she sees communism uh, in the United States—the same communism that she saw as a young girl when she lived in Poland before they became free—says that they vote on Sunday. Yes, and she will be there for the voting. Kasha is going to Poland on the twenty-eighth, so she's not going to be able to de- attend our kickoff party, unfortunately. But she is going to be in Poland, and she has joined us in the past. She will. Join us again to talk about how similar life is under communist Poland to what we see today. And in regarding the Arizona situation, I did not hear this. I can't verify this, but it is certainly not surprising when I see it. Kurt says 70% of the voting machines in Maricopa County, Maricopa County, Arizona, were not working. And if you know anything about Maricopa, you know that it is a heavy Republican, conservative, very populated county. Those votes could have put Carrie Lake over the top, but we'll never know because that's what happens oh, in this country. No. So I don't know. Did you see where seventy percent of the voting machines weren't weren't working? There were so many weird. I haven't odd seen that verified things but. that happened during this election cycle because they were never going to let her win. It was never going to happen. Had she won, it would change everything for the state of Arizona, and it would change everything for our federal elections. They were never going to let her win. And from our comment line as well, Charlie says, or Charles says, DeSantis has already stated he will not run in 2024. Several times. Lake is in no position to oppose Trump in 2024. I need Rolaids thinking Donald Trump will run in 2024. But truth be told, there's no logical competitor. There's not. There's not. That is true. I will support Donald Trump once again. With many full bottles of Rolaids. Okay, so let's this can we talk about that for when a second? When I hear Trump, and I, I see a tweet coming or, or a comment, I'm like, ah, I cringe. I'm like, oh, here he goes, here he goes. We have to talk about this for a second. Yeah, we got time before. Yeah, uh, because hurt. I would really like to discuss that comment because you, okay, so there are people out there who did not like President Trump's tweets. There are people out there who didn't like some of the things he said. But his policies are phenomenal. And I can't imagine there's anyone out there, anyone with any common sense with two brain cells to rub together that would go against his America First policies. No, I agree. His policies are phenomenal. So I, when people say, I don't want to vote for him, I don't know why, because his 
His policies were phenomenal. Who cares that he's not a smooth speaker? Who cares? His policies are what counts. That's what counts for our future in this country. John also adds, if 70% of machines were not working in Democratic counties in the state of Arizona and they lost, they would be rioting, burning, looting, and killing. Yeah, that's true. Um, That is true. So anyway, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, DeSantis in that whole situation we're talking about where Kerry Lake would go. change his mind. My point exactly. And I think it's smart, very intelligent, a wise move not to say I'm running because it just gives your competitors, it gives your haters more time to try to dig on you, create controversy, create drama, eliminate you before it's time. But you know what? If DeSantis would run, Democrats would win. Because our party would be entirely too divided. Really? I think so. Okay, we'll talk about that when we come back. Plus, hey, one of the biggest stories of the year, it wasn't politics. It was Johnny Depp. <laughs> I, that, see, that, that's the problem Amber with our country. Heard. I knew oh, I was going to piss God. you off when I brought that up. That is the problem with our country. That it that is the problem is with the America. That's why we suck. News stories. Who cares what celebrities are doing in their personal lives? I don't care. I didn't spend two seconds of my life worrying about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. You mean you didn't give two cents to Amber Heard defecating in Johnny Depp's bed? I thought it was funny, but and disgusting more than anything. But (laughs) no, I don't care. Amber Turd. Don't care what these people are doing. That happens all over St. Louis City. I don't even care. They were two of the biggest stories of 2022. Because Americans are stupid. I'm sorry, but most Americans are stupid. Well, there was news with that. We'll talk about them when we come back as well. We'll also revisit the situation. I know we have a lot of people joining us now. By the way, the North Pole is still frozen, despite what Al Gore told you way back in 2009. It, it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, there was he, he told us by 2013 there was going to be something happening. Well, it hasn't. Okay. S-hit happens, <laughs> according to Todd Bodecker. Yeah, 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 yeah. We love it. It's Cancel This. Go to canceltheshow.com. Share the show. The party's coming up. Wednesday night, the holiday party, by the way. Let everybody know. 7 p.m. Wendy's, one of our sponsors. Tab of the Hassles here. I'm Vic Faust, Eric Johnson on vacay, and Scotty Gherkin after beating the flu back in studio. Back with more right after this. Let's cancel this. I was hoping to catch the beat. That's why I was waiting. I was like, let me hit it. There we go. I just missed it by half a beat. There. <laughs> you were close. I started it a little late. I need to put it underneath. Told there. you I had no talent to be a singer, Scotty. I, <laughs> so I became a broadcaster. I tried. Sometimes it starts early. Dude, it? I, I, I tried drums. I, I, I tried singing. Uh, never really tried the guitar. Eric tells me bass is easy. Maybe that. Maybe I started, <laughs> maybe I still have a shot. I at disagree that. with him. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what everybody says, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. To be a good bass player. I got stuck easy. with the clarinet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then the band director knew. The band teacher knew I was going to quit. So he gave me a bass clarinet, which is a massive clarinet, so I could feel more manly as a kid. I stuck with that for two more years. Could not sing, could not play the drums, all the cool things of the 80s and 90s bands that I loved. So there you go. You, on the other hand, became lead singer of Modern Day Zero. I could not play the drums, though. I have no rhythm. Yeah, I know. That's well. Normally, don't you? Have, you kind of have to have rhythm to sing, though, don't you? I, can, I guess you could kind of. Yeah. But you're but, very talented. So uh, I was trying to hit that beat. I was. I, I'm not quite there yet. I almost did it because I wanted to 
boom, hit it right as it I'll out. just start it earlier next time, and you're going to come in right on time. I like it. <laughs> it was like my it. fault. I threw you hey, off. Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> we, we don't. <laughs> yes, it's your damn fault. It's never my fault. Bad producer. Bad producer. Hey, where can people find some of your music from before what you're doing now? Because you got an event coming up as well. We don't have the camera on you right now, which sucks, but at least you can let people know. There's a reason there's no camera. No, stop it. <laughs> no, uh, you know, Spotify. Uh, Apple Music, all that stuff. Just for YouTube, the, uh, for music. Modern Day Zero, but modern not day another zero. band. Because I thought, what's that now? Just all Modern Day Zero. Yeah, all, all, well, there was Mesh STL, but it, it comes up under Modern Day Zero now. So. Aren't we playing somewhere in February? We are at the Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's. All right, there February you go. February 11th, day before Super Bowl. We'll have to have a big party around it. Yeah, it'll be. Tablets always want to have parties. I you do. You guys are coming, right? Shots. I'll be there. You got it. We'll make a big list. Wait a minute. Is it the Super Bowl day? Tabitha's not going to go see anyone she doesn't like. (laughs) She won't be there. I will for sure be there. See, there we go. We got her now. We got her now. For sure. I love Diamond Music Hall. There you go. Great place. This is Cancel This. Go to canceltheshow.com. Once again, canceltheshow.com. I'm Vic Faust. That was Scotty Gerken. We're talking to my co host, Tabitha Hassel, here. Eric Johnson. Gave him the day off, and we said, oh, you know what? We're going to come in and talk anyway. I know. So. Poor Eric. Eric's like, what the? <laughs> what? What? What I, are you doing? For some reason, I knew that was going to happen. Like, when he texted, I knew exactly what you were texting about yesterday. You do. Let's you do a me. show Monday. Yeah, why not? What I else know, are we why doing? why not? And there's so much to talk about. Why not? Which is why I was trying to say, I was like, if you can teach us how to get us on, and you I, can stay home, even better. I'll just come in. Okay, but there you go. We have you. Yeah, because we're happy to have you. Happy to have Eric. I'm glad I could get out of the house and like feel good. I'm ready. There you go, because you were coming off Influenza A. Uh, Thanks for jumping in, guys. Once again, that is Cancel This. Cancelthisshow.com. Check out our podcast, our creative content that we have there. We are live Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Central. Okay, with that being said, as we were going to the break, we have to get to some issues because it's awesome. The biggest story of the year was Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And I know that pisses you off, Tabitha, but it was. That's what Americans freaking care about. If you don't believe me, I was sitting in a local newsroom in St. Louis during the entire trial. And I can't tell you how captivated not one, not two, not three, but every one of our producers were that were actually working during the time. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Johnny Depp is the biggest D ever. Oh, my God. Amber Heard is the biggest B ever. And then we saw evidence of both. And then everybody just wanted to talk about it. And then Johnny Depp wins. He wins an over $10 million settlement against her. And despite all the crazy and nasty and mean that he did, then he becomes a darling. People forgot about all the crazy stuff that he did. They felt like what she did was worse. She was, from what I saw and what I witnessed and what I've read, she was the crazy one. Well, yeah, they're both crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. but she was the crazier. You've heard the you've heard one. the statement that misery loves company. So does crazy. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, and true, yes, it does. Like magnets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're crazy too. Let's hang out. <laughs> and that's exactly what you, happened. You get me. I get you. You had me at crazy. <laughs> Oh my god! I will never. It's just better to admit it. it. Oh my god! Well, I mean, most of us are crazy. That's all right. Whatever. Everybody has a little. Crazy. What is crazy? We have to redefine what crazy is. But the bottom line is, it became the, one of the biggest stories, arguably the biggest story of 2022. And there was a reason the media was pushing this. So I could not believe, like you, Tabitha, why is national media pushing this so hard? Why is CNN throwing it down to us to cover? It's a distraction. Why is Fox? Aha. Uh-huh. 
And what was it a distraction from? From our country being ruined and turning into communists. But what was there anything specifically going on? Oh, I mean, a bazillion things going on. There, there, during that trial, which lasted forever, there were so many. Every day well, there can I so give many the things update going first? on. It took time away from the Maxwell trial, too. No dun, question dun, about dun. it. <laughs> That's what I was going to. I teed that up for Tabitha and you knocked it I'm out. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's what happened. Last week we had some news, which is why we brought it up, despite the fact that, in my opinion, it was the biggest story of 2022 with all the COVID stuff that people had COVID fatigue. Um, last week, you know, $10.35 million settlement was ruled against her. She lost her arse off. But last week, Johnny Depp said, you know what? I'm such a gentleman. I'm such a good guy. He settled for a million dollars. So Amber Heard has agreed to pay a million dollars to Johnny Depp to settle the defamation claim against her. So, of course, it enshrines his win. We know that. And it's a genius PR move, in my opinion, for Johnny Depp. Because Johnny Depp goes, you know, I'm the good guy. I'll be making my movies. I, I saw a cologne commercial for him again two days ago. His oh, old, I haven't seen that yet. His old com- cologne commercials are running again. Oh, my Lord. So despite trying to be canceled and being canceled for a while, Johnny Depp's coming back. Um, people like to forget about things like we that. We should do a cancel this cologne. Oh, <laughs> that could be scary. We may need to come up with a different name. <laughs> we might not be able to come into the studio. Like, cancel this. <laughs> we need to oh. cancel this. Well, but I don't... that six-week trial I know. was the number one story of everything. But it wasn't. It's not. You know what? I what do you was... mean it wasn't? Well, it. Okay. A, the media is extremely biased. They feed to you what they want you to hear. They feed it to you. So that was the number one story fed to Americans. It's not what Americans care about most. Because when we went to break, I said, oh, Americans are stupid. They don't care. But that's really not true. I I should not have even said that. Because you know what? Even though there are a lot of Americans who it's easier to look the other way. We've got life to live and kids to take care of and work to do and all this other stuff. People do care. I'll tell you what. I've had two viral posts on Facebook, two really huge viral posts. And I believe that these are two issues that people deeply care about. One of them being Johnny Depp. No. What? <laughs> one of it them, was his clone. <laughs> no. I, and I can, oh, it's a Savage. It was spicy pirate. That whole trial was the dumbest, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. That never belonged on television. It was on television, like you said, as a distraction. The the I've shared two posts that were viral. One of them, most recently, being about Jelaine Maxwell. And the fact at that time, it was 357 days since her conviction. Now things are going to get serious, and as three, they should. <laughs> yeah, right. No, they should about her. It'll never get serious. No one will ever release any names. I, I, I don't believe that for one minute. Unless they do something wrong, get on the wrong side of the government, then maybe that might happen. People care about that. My, my post was shared, I think, like 248,000 times because people want to know the names. They're, how can you convict someone? of sex trafficking minors and never charge any of the people you trafficked them to. People do care. We're not stupid. We're not fickle. The media makes you feel that way because mm. they force feed these news stories to you like Johnny Depp, but that's not what America I disagree about. because if Americans really cared, we would be acting in a more progressive way, a more active way to get names out, demanding answers. But nobody demands the stuff. 
Nobody demands the information in a large scale from local media. You need we to be can't. calling local media. You need to be calling us. And we're local trying. media doesn't care. Well, then who's going to bring the stories to life? No one. There's no one in the media that's going to bring the stories to life unless somebody leaks the names to somebody like us. And guess what? We're going to get shut down and booted off. I mean, you have actors. You have UFC fighters. You know, I've seen to be some of the most outspoken about what's happening in this country. UFC fighters. When they win fights, they're calling them on the mat. They're Mike. They're calling what, people out. And what, where, where does are, that get us? Release Nowhere. the names. Which is why I say there's not a desire. Because I do feel that people involved in the I don't highest levels of broadcasting are involved, Tabitha. Well, of course. But here's the thing, Vic. I, I, we're the, we're the, peons compared to what's actually happening in this I think country. you and I are on the same page. The we only are. disagreement that, that I have, and I think really we're probably even on the same page on Matt, that. you love We're shots, just saying it different ways. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that... I really do think that the majority of people do care. I think even on both sides, Democrats and conservatives, I think everybody wants to know who those people are, who are those names. But none of us have a voice because the minute we go out and try to do something, let's say we all get so fed up, we want we want to know those names. We say, okay, let's go to Washington, D.C., and let's do a million-man march in front of the Capitol building and let's demand that they release those names. What do you think is going to happen? We're all going to end up in prison. No, you're not. Not as long as you don't rush a capital illegally. They will come up. You know what? First of all, for, okay, now let's backtrack. Whenever that happened on January 6th, those were bad actors oh my God. that started oh my God. that. They were plants that started that. You're responsible and people for your followed. own actions. Yeah, you're I responsible agree. for your own actions. And people shouldn't have followed, and they did. I get it. But you know what? If we were to go and do a million-man march right now demanding these names be released. You would not be arrested. The Yes, we would. You know why? For what? Because the FBI, Antifa, all of these government, CIA, all of these groups would converge and they would pretend to be conservatives or pretend to be some people in that group. And they would create this ridiculous scene and we would see another January 6th all over again. They would find a way to put You're us in prison. You're responsible for your own actions. Freedom is an illusion. There, there's no <laughs> way we could ever get out and protest anything because guess what? You're not really free. You just feel like Jeff you are. Jeff just said, oh, for God's sake, Vic, you just lost me. Exactly. Ray Epps is laughing at everyone somewhere in the Bahamas, uh, referring to January 6th. There's no doubt in my mind that Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial was placed where it was, specifically timing, because I asked you this earlier. Yes. The Maxwell case was going on. Yes. There were there were situations, there were hearings that were going on. And what was getting the attention? It was Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was getting all the attention. And that was great theater. He was an amazing actor on the stand. Amber Heard was a disaster. We love to watch Amazing, and we love to watch Car Wrecks. And we got them both at the same point, and that's why it became the number one story. Now it has come to an end. Both parties, I, I even think Amber Heard will come out of it fine, somehow, some way. She'll find something to make money. I she don't will. even care. I know you don't care, but we're putting a bow on it since it <laughs> captivated America. And Tabitha Wall, I agree with you. That we should be studying world news and all of the stories that are happening in Russia, which we'll get to before the end of the hour, and China, and what's going on in the Arctic, and the Philippines, and the mass hysteria that's going on under the ground in Ukraine that you don't hear about, besides Zelensky and his suit and his time of the year, man, time of the year, people don't care. I don't believe that. 
Okay. I think there's a lot of people who don't care. But I think people care. I think the media doesn't allow you to care. I think if the media were truly free and they truly posted well, about the Maxwell the, trial. Well, you're kind of the media now. Yeah, but we're very we're limited. Tried. So we're, people need to share us. And, and that's exactly right. Big. People need to share because that's how the truth is actually told. But the media handpicked stories. They would have never covered the tr- Maxwell trial as they should have. Had they covered that trial, I bet it would have been a top story. Yeah, but you're going to have to reindoctrinate. It'll never Americans happen. everywhere because That's right now Americans, even with the Maxwell case going on, and even if the media gave it equal attention, Tabitha, come on. There's people a lot of people be, who don't care. I know more people would be fascinated, captivated, in my humble opinion, by the Johnny Depp Amber Heard drama theater that we saw because we're Americans, and as good as we are, and as many great qualities we have, we have some bad qualities as well. People it's are life, starting to wake well, up. Well, I people hope so. Are waking up, but. Everybody that gave us that L.A. drama, we saw that that movie play out on scene, massive, massive story. Um, maybe people are waking up. You bring up a situation. The U.S. Census Bureau just came out uh, with their latest reporting, and in the last year, 300,000 people left the state of California. When you look at the population, 300,000 people, it may not be a ton from a percentage standpoint, but wait a second. Isn't California the place with all the great weather? It is beautiful weather. And then you've got coastline up and down and all around. It's a beautiful state. You've got all this weather. Why would people be leaving the state? 300,000. You'd think people would be going to the state. Tabitha, this story was released by Breitbart. And a couple other publications. It was originally released by uh, the Sacramento Sacramento Bee. Yeah, I saw the Sacramento Bee. Breitbart got on it. You said you saw where people were pulled on why they were leaving. Correct. And they said? And I want to add before I say what they say. The person who reported, who made this report, said outside of political reasons, outside of political reasons, the polling that we did outside of political reasons They would not give us political reasons why these people left. They said outside of political reasons, that being the number one reason, political reasons, it were were the high cost of living, were crime, and those types of things. But they would not discuss the political reasons people were leaving. But they did say that was the top reason, were politics. They said politics, Politics, but they wouldn't. Okay. But they wouldn't elaborate into which political issues. Well, the entire state is liberal. I mean, for the most part, there are some positions that are Republican, but it is a two to almost two and a half to one majority for Democrats over Republicans in that state. And the people in California, and it's a state I've spent a lot of time in, the people who are conservative move out to Orange County. Orange County is a huge conservative area, huge conservative area. And those folks, it's a very expensive place to live. My mother and stepfather and sister and family, they live in the Temecula area. Okay. And they say the same thing. They're passionate. They are extremely passionate. And you know what? They can share some liberal views on some things. But when it comes to California politics, it has gone one way very fast, and it's not coming back anytime soon. No, it's not. You know, unfortunately, California is lost. It's a lost state. I don't think there's any hope for it ever changing. Drew says it's the cost of living in his well, opinion. Well, Drew, let me go back and reiterate what I said already is that when they did this poll, they said that the majority of reasons people stated were political, 
But they went on to say outside of politics, one of the main reasons people left was housing prices because it's very expensive to live in California. I have a friend there who has a typical ranch style two bedroom home and they they just sold it for a million dollars. Where what part of California? In Long Beach. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, they it, I visited Manhattan Beach when I was in college and I never wanted to leave and then I saw a little dump house back then over 20 years ago that was about a million dollars and it had three or four bedrooms. I'm like, but it was right on the beach. And I'm like, what the? The cost of living, no question, is outrageous in California. But let's backtrack on the policies of California. Business owners say regulations drive them out as well. And those are liberal policies from a business standpoint. Liberal regulations. Absolutely. You cannot deny that. Absolutely. You know, and their need to go all electric is a big problem in California. And a lot of people don't even know this. In California, new construction, you cannot put in a gas line. California homes do not have gas lines, the new homes. New construction, it is against the law to have gas appliances. You cannot have a gas furnace. It has to be 100% all electric in your home. It is against the law in California to buy and use gas appliances. We're getting, I'm not surprised. It's insane. Construction but, companies cannot enter. Yeah, but our comment line gas. starts to bring everything. Prices are because of politics. Yes, Think they about are. It. That's, yes, they are. A connects to B, B to C. Also, quote, jab laws, the vaccine, certain laws, restrictions, masking, those sorts of things. Yes, those can become and labeled liberal policies. There is absolutely no doubt. There's your proof, backing things with proof. It's not just coming out and saying something. Talk to people who are leaving the state and why. And, that, and let's backtrack, too, that, that that is the largest number of people to leave any state at any given time. three hundred. It was actually 363,000 people that left the state of California this year. The South continued to gain, according to the U.S. Census. Texas, Florida, <laughs> they continued to gain. Yes, they did. States that right now are dominated by Republicans. Absolutely. And Republican conservative policies, which can affect business and the way that you live. So are we surprised? No. 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 Oh, no, We're no, not no, surprised. No. But at the end of the day, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. That's because that's the what the story. media is hand feeding you. <laughs> this The story about California should have been a bigger story in the news. Look at the homelessness in California. You can't even go to a beach in California without being approached by homeless people. I fell asleep on a beach like a year ago. Fell asleep. Did I woke somebody up. think you were uh, did somebody think no, you were homeless? But there was a home when I woke up, there was a homeless <laughs> man Tabitha. laying next to me. And I'm like, where did he come from? I, you can't escape it. Hey, I I would hey, that park. was it a male? It was a man, yes. Maybe he, was, he, was, maybe he found bother you attractive. Me. He didn't bother me, but I'm like, I it was freaky. It, you go to the beach and there's homeless people living in vehicles. There are homeless people living in tents. It is unbelievable the scene in California right now. That's liberal policy. Well, we're starting to see it. And then you've got Gavin Newsom, the governor of the state, who won uh, his um, his Recall. bid. Yeah. Re- I mean, he dominated it um, just because there were enough people who signed a, a petition to get him going uh, into this situation. We're now he has presidential aspirations because he has <laughs> and been he will win. The ge- if we don't wake up and do something, he will actually win. Well, he, he the guy might. will win. He will win. He's not a, might. He he's will. an above average speaker. He's a good looking guy and he's from California. He'll win. <laughs> he just might. And as Tabitha say, he'll probably be supported by Russia. 
if we don't get up and do something, he will win. Okay, Tabitha, I needed you to get into this today because this is something that I was surprised about. Uh, I think you and Scotty were talking about this as well. What the hell and why is somebody or groups attacking substations from an electrical standpoint across the country? Because you said this happened four more times. Well, it's happened three more times just this past week. North Carolina a couple weeks ago. What the hell is going on, though? I don't know. Is it is it vandalism? Is it a terror attack? I consider that terrorism. In North Carolina, power was out. I believe it was 45,000 people went without power for a couple of days. Now in the state of Washington, three power substations have been attacked and power was out for thousands of people for another couple of days. That is a terror attack. I don't care if it's kids doing it. I don't care if it's a true terrorist doing it, that is a terror attack. When you attack a power substation to where thousands of people lose power, that's a terror attack. Why is this happening? Why did it happen in North Carolina and now it's happening in Washington state? Who is behind this? Is it a coordinated effort or is it random? Is it something that you get concerned about? I'm very concerned. Okay. I'm very concerned because if it's a coordinated effort and, you know, these days when we talk about terror attacks, that doesn't mean it, it's some guy coming over from the Middle East. A terror attack can be perp- perpetrated by anyone. Of course. And so it, is this a coordinated effort? Are we going to see more attacks against power stations? And, and if, if, if so, it could happen in our own neighborhood. So what can anybody do from the study that you've done? Not a darn thing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Not a darn That's thing. That's why I get at it. But but the FBI can. You know what? The, if if they find or this believe, is not news. That's 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 getting attention. It's not, and it needs to be. And I am sure, hopefully, the FBI is working on it. What the FBI will do is, if they feel that it's a coordinated attack, they will treat this like a terrorist incident, and they will use different types of surveillance. They'll use different types of technology to try to see if there's any chatter out there. Yeah, we're not trying to go off the deep end here. It's just something I'd never heard of in 24 years of news and yes. covering almost every story and reading almost every AP report that could be read in a day basis. Now, all of a sudden, substations for electricity being attacked. I know. In, in a lot of comment lines about the FBI, you know, I know several FBI agents. Here the people comes, out are the positive. field. The people out on the field, they're the good people. And I'll tell you what, they are fighting back hard, hard against upper management. You know, anytime you get to the top levels of any organization, there's a lot of corruption that takes place. But I will tell you, the people on the ground, the people doing these investigations, they're good people. Yeah, but what in the hell is going on? Why I still can't understand why people would attack substations and ours. I mean, is it? Is well, it if you test? take out, think about but it. Is it a test? Think up well. To, it could oh, be. what what can we get away with here? When I say we, powers that be, organizations trying to create chaos within the United States. There are organizations, that, and that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly probably or what is it is. Is this just? It's probably dumbass groups. people trying to. I don't think it. I make don't a think name so. I think it's something much bigger than that. I think it may be groups like Antifa. Because I just don't see what any group or individual can get out of trying to take down a substation unless there is a massive plot and hopeful, horrible outcome to come out of it. I think right now my best guess Because it's calculated to do something like that, and it's starting to happen more than we've ever seen before or at least been told. Well, it's happened four times in two weeks across the country. Where where are the spots again? 
North Carolina, that was 45,000 people lost power in North Carolina. And it had nothing to do with weather or just no, going no, it was No, it was an attack. Somebody actually used a, a gun and shot up the power station, the substation. So that was an actual attack. The same thing, sim- something similar happened in Washington State. Now, in Washington State, it was three separate, separate power substations. I think it's coordinated. Is this this is just my speculation. Stock? No, okay. I doubt it. I doubt All it. Right. It's probably somebody who wants to cause chaos. I don't think it's one of those things where they want to take out power across the country and they're practicing for something bigger unless, you know, I don't think it's like a true terrorist. I think it's a domestic terrorist situation. And, of course, this is all just your opinion. All we my can't opinion. back it. There's no substantiated proof of who's doing it yet. We have no idea who did what it. What I don't get is how you can't find somebody who is doing this. Because when I was when you said you wanted to talk about this, yes. I'm like, well, don't we have people who have been arrested for doing this? No, well, I, maybe in other situations. In this, <clears throat> no. And I would be thinking, okay, why doesn't every power substation have cameras? Why Cindy, don't they have cameras? Why bingo. aren't they looking? And maybe some of them do. Why don't they Cindy see? Cindy says her friends in North Carolina were affected by the one that you brought up. It was a really big deal. There were people in North Carolina who, I mean, think about this. That's people who are at home who have medical devices that can't run. Hospitals that have to use backup. I mean, this is life. It's a life-threatening situation. John says, I'm not worried as much about the substation attacks as I am concerned about our water supply. That's another big concern. We have never really talked about that yet. Is it something that could happen? Certainly. But then again, you can think about the worst things that could happen in this country because we've seen it all play out in Hollywood. Um, wait a second. We need to go watch The Simpsons. Make- <laughs> To find out what's going to happen. Well, yeah, we need to make sure there's not an, a Simpsons episode where the water was contaminated or it disappeared. And I'm not kidding. Water shortage. I, I'm telling you what, there are numerous countries right now facing water shortages. I don't want to get you going. I know. There <laughs> are. It's happening in the UK right now. It's happening in India. Several I did countries see it in around the UK. The world. What the hell's going on in the UK with that? You, they're, they're, same thing. They say, well, we're facing record droughts. And in that case, because we had a record drought, we are now facing water shortages. In the UK, they're actually asking citizens in some areas to limit the use of water. And they're explaining people, save your water now because you could potentially be without water for a period of time because we may have to shut down the water supply. So they're telling people right now, stock up with water. That's in the UK. But let's send let's send another trillion dollars over to Ukraine because that's more important. Or make sure the parrots are romantic. Let's make sure the parrots are being romantic, yes. Let's give the mice some alcohol. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of the money that kept the government going, the omnibus that was passed on Friday, the $1.7 trillion, that was passed through that included money for parents, or was it par- parrots romancing? Parrots. Parrots. Bird, the parrot. Parrot birds romancing. St- what were they studying? Gerbils the- being injected with steroids? Yes. Hamsters, to be exact. <laughs> Hamsters. Gerbil sounds better. I wonder if the wheel's faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at his They were getting my speed. Uh, Lizzie says shutting down water plants via form of terrorism. Absolutely. Amy says it's illegal to capture rainwater in California. It's illegal to capture rainwater in a lot of areas. But why? Because you then you're well, the real reason why, the real reason, not the reason we'll they tell you out something. The real reason why it, it's well, no, because they want you to count on government water supplies, on privatization of water supplies. They don't want you to live for free. In many states, Arizona being one of them, you can't live off the grid. If you live off the grid, they will take your home away from you. They will put you in jail. They'll take your children away from you. Why? 
because you're not subscribing to their power, whatever their power company is. You're not able to live. They don't want us to live like free people. They want us to live like servants. That's we, why. We had a conversation over the holidays that even Colorado is becoming very. Oh, very liberal. Very liberal. As, far, as far as the same... Uh, uh, Colorado has been that way for quite some time. I, I, I'm not following. N- well, no, it hasn't. It's it's getting worse and worse as far as following... Look at the elections the, the laws, over the last 10 years. The laws of like California and everything else, it's becoming a very, very, very blue state. Anything and, specifically that you've seen um, that... No, not necessarily. I mean, the homelessness there is ridiculous, and everyone's blaming it on the marijuana legalization, which I don't think that's the reason, because... Colorado has had marijuana. That's for not, a long time. yeah, that's not why. They don't want us to be self sufficient. They don't want you to own land. They don't want you to own a home. They don't want you to collect your Who's own they? water. They be in the government. Okay, the government. They don't Big want government. Is all what of you them. Say. Big government. They don't all want you. All of them. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you've got to save up for these things because if the, the second blizzard of 2022 <laughs> hits us, we need to be prepared. <laughs> that is Vic's statement of the week. We may blizzard get two <laughs> inches of snow. In the second blizzard My of 2022. Goodness. What will we do? I I've got it. water saved. <laughs> that That's is why I'm glad we're that. on a well. We're on a well at our house. Our, I had well water once. Be careful where your well is, Scotty. I don't know where you live. It's in Don't, cell. Scotty, no matter what you say, Tabitha will connect it with something that I have you UV be lights about. on my water lines. I have an RO system. I'm <laughs> do Tabitha's really? good yes. to have around because then you she don't makes have you to worry. Think, and then you're like, okay. Well, but here, I'm, I'm drinking well water. Tab is a computer. She literally studies it day and night. And I she, remember everything. And you go to the worst <laughs> of the worst. So we need no, to be prepared. No, it's not the worst of the worst. And then start looking. I could sit around and talk about puppy dogs and cupcakes all day, but then no one would care or care to listen to that. People won't, don't want to hear the good stuff. They want to know, how do I save my life? What's going on in our country? We, in, right here in What's Saint, wrong with his well? That's nothing. But hear. right here in St. Charles County, they've done studies on well water that has caused cancer in people. I've seen those, and it's but it was—I thought concern. it was minuscule. No, it's not minuscule. I thought the studies in regards to the amount of people that were consuming the water to the no. cancer cases no. was no. extremely minute. There are people you can ask locally, and I will work and do my best to get one of them on the show, who will tell you that kids who went to school at Fort Zumwalt have an overwhelmingly well, yeah. No, Francis Howell North is where the and big story. That both of them. They said overwhelmingly had more cancers than any other school in the area because they are so close. Both are so close to some type of well water system. It's well water. It, well, well water, water that was contaminated. Well water that was contaminated. Okay, well that can happen anywhere in the country. So go home and enjoy a glass of water. Brought to you by Tabitha Hassel. But it happens here because we have contamination in the ground. See, my wife is very particular. We had to have the Don't RO system. Water. We had to have the you know, the uh, uh, water purification, all that stuff. So even with the well, she no, wants that. Extra. No, I get that. But I did have well water, and I liked it. The worst part was buying salt. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And trucking, pain, and trucking salt in and out. That was it. Yeah. But I, there, there's no limit on your water. No, not really. Unless, no, I mean, I mean, we're, it's like 400 and something foot deep. So it's, I like it. And I you're like doing, it a lot. You're doing all the right things. That's what matters. On top of just the well water, right? Yeah, you're you're trying to get that done, and that's what we're trying to let everybody know. I wish I had solar. That would be then I'd be great. Um, John says Scotty using UVC treatment on his water is like our hospitals and municipalities. I don't understand that. Well, there are different treatment 
ways yeah, that the people UV treat their water. Whatever. Yeah, and our yeah. drinking UV, water do they is do that in the hospitals? Yeah, UV is is newer, but yes, that's happening quite a few areas in the country. UV right. light is very effective. So you start to think about it, which got us all into the situation because of attacks on substations and what could happen and government rule and law in some places like yes. California and Arizona, even Colorado, inhibiting you from being able to live off the land and do things from a natural standpoint. Are they reasons to be concerned? Yeah, certainly they are. Uh, what does it mean in the grand scheme of things? We're not sure. They're just stories that aren't getting covered nationally. And one other thing that was that kind of played into that was something Tabitha wanted to get up, and we're not trying to jump around too much, but finish up that topic, was what's happening in Russia right now regarding Putin. Because what is the other major story of 2022? It's Ukraine. It is that, And what has happened in the amount of money that we sent to Ukraine in the past year, everything that's going on, Tabitha's here to tell you today, it's about ready to end. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. kidding. I'm setting it up. Maybe. Yeah, right. What right, do you want right, to talk right, about right. with Putin in a statement? Well, President Biden, President Biden signed a defense, one of our, a defense act. He did that on December 23rd, not part of the omnibus, something totally different. And part of that defense act sends more, of course, weapons, more artillery, more money over to Ukraine. And Putin came forward and, and made several different statements, one of them being that a lot of our Western media said, oh, Putin's ready to make a deal. He wants this to end. There's no way. And he came forward and he said, no, that is absolutely not true. He said, he said that the only way this will end is if he is able to keep those eastern regions, which he's always said he wanted, the, the Donetsk region, the Luhansk region, all of those different areas in the east where his people have been being persecuted for the past eight years. We know our government and NATO, they will uh, never allow Putin to keep those areas. They will never allow that. This war, it, I don't see any easy end. Both sides can go back and forth and say, hey, let's sit down and talk. But when they're w not willing to negotiate, it's never going to be successful. You don't see in any way, shape, fashion, or form that the United States and or the Biden administration is in a little game with Putin and in some sort are connected in any way because of their connection with Zelensky. I think that I've stumped you. No, I think that our government, we have our own interests to protect and that is above anything else. It's above anything that's happening in this country because if, if Russia takes over, but, I don't think Russia but wants we really to really don't Ukraine. have a lot of interest there. We have a lot of interest in Ukraine. You're thinking huge, 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 massive. I think cover of... a lot of cover up. I think we have bio. Russia has already come out and said that they have found the bio labs there Correct. that are run and paid for by the United States. We deny Which having Which is a them. national story that you will not hear is not a local story that you will not hear. But it has happened if you do the research. But it's all about something bigger. It's all about something bigger. Did you know who Lara Logan is? Oh, yeah, I remember Lara. She just recently made this statement, and this blew she my mind. She's been a international uh, news correspondent for a long time. Uh, worked with Fox News as well. Absolutely. This is something that she is warning Americans about right now. And this is a bigger issue. What we have to start thinking about is what's happening between the United States supplying the proxy war in Ukraine, that's a big deal, but the, but it's all about globalism. That's ultimately what it's about. And the statement she made completely floored me. Lara Logan, she warned that what we are seeing at the border, at the border, and how all this ties together, it's a globalist plan to create a regional government consisting of 
the United States, Canada, and Mexico, a regional government, because that's what globalism about. Like I say so often, we're everyone's dividing. Countries have to pick and choose. Are you going to be on NATO side or are you going to be on BRIC side? And I'm just going to tell you, the average American and even the above average American has no idea what you just said. I And I understand that. And, and but they're most like, people oh, know, okay, I'll wait for it to happen. Most people know what NATO is. NATO is for globalization. I'm not sure most people do. Really? Well, NATO was created to stop Russia from moving forward. Yeah, from I taking get that. Over more you land. get that. But if you asked Americans why NATO was created, right. I bet less than 30% of Americans could tell you why. And that could be, if yeah. It's so global, why do we pay for it all? Well, we pay 2% of our GDP, and other countries are supposed to, but they often don't, and yet they still continue to be a member. But we, 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 Trump wanted to remove the United States from NATO. He wanted to remove us from the UN. I mean, we're paying all these money, all this money out to these different organizations, and all they do is support globalism. So you're talking about globalization, and you came Everything to that Larry comment glo- yes. regarding what's happening in Russia and it's, Ukraine? It's all tied together because it's all about globalism. We're getting ready to see such a massive shift in the power of the it, all across the world. Yeah, we're, we're the, All across the world. We're the frog and the, the boiling frog. Exactly. I, I've always said it. We're going to continue to be it because I don't see anything that's going to change Americans' views because we are who we are. We've had such great prosperity for so long and thinking that we're untouchable and parents not instilling the belief system in their kids and the values and the morals and what our history was about and how we got to the point that we were because we are so comfortable. It is a byproduct of being in a state of comfort for so long. Kids don't get it. And if the parents aren't teaching it and the schools aren't teaching what's going on, um, the patriotism, the nationalism, what comes, globalization can happen. I'm just telling you, we're, we're that frog, toad, whatever you want to call it, in the boiling pot of water. And before, oh, oh, yeah, there's a pro. Yeah, well, guess what? It's too late. That's the water's right. boiling. And, and that's, that's what they want to happen. And that scares me. And it's not fun podcasting. It's not fun radio. It's not radio and podcasting and broadcasting. It makes everybody feel good. But it is legit. It's not trying to scare people. But if you start doing studies, it is legit. And there is a train on the track that's coming. Where it's going to go, I'm not quite sure yet, but I do know what the possibilities are. And you do bring up some great points, Tabitha, you do. Does it concern me? Yes, because I have a concern. But if I wouldn't have been in local news for 24 years and seen how stories are withheld or seen how the approach has taken one way or the other or seen how younger people have been, I guess the best way is brought up and not in an intentional manner, just by society, where they grew up, where they live, um, how they feel they had to think and live, and just not thinking about the other sides to stories and covering things so that people actually have a clue as to the entire story that's happening, not just one side. That concerned me. If I didn't have those experiences in my life, I would be like everybody else, Tabitha. Ah, yeah, whatever. We're going to make it work out somehow. Um, and then before too long, it's too late. Absolutely. It, it's almost it, it's almost too late now. It's almost too late right now because countries are dividing and they're all choosing between NATO and BRICS, NATO being for globalism, BRICS being against globalism. Countries are choosing their fate. And guess where we stand? 
We are going with right now. We're, with, we're NATO. We with Biden in office. NATO. We're not. We're not headed towards BRICS. We're not headed towards BRICS. We are with NATO. And at some point here in the near future, what we have to remember, NATO. That's the United States and it's Europe. That's it. There's a couple other countries who've talked about, like Ukraine, joining NATO. Although I love this comment, though. John brings this up. John says, I've been watching the frogs in the water my entire life, have wasted my life trying to bring attention to what is happening, still wasting my time. Well, John, and, and I know John. John, you're not you wasting probably, your time. But Tabitha. None of us are wasting our you time. You may not be wasting your time, but it certainly feels like it. Because the majority of Americans don't care, don't understand world politics as much as you and I like it and try to help people. They don't. They don't. But you know what? We're planting seeds. And, and that's what's important. We're planting seeds. And while the seeds may not grow in the next few years, they will continue to plant seeds. Every time we plant a seed, those folks go out and they plant seeds. And that's how it all happens. It, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. Waking people up is one of the biggest things we can do. That's why I'm always trying to tell people to share the show. Because if you like what we're talking about, if you believe what we're talking about, you have to implant that on other people. Well, I don't know if I ever would have. I've talked about this being in local news. People who knew me, like you, Tabitha, and others, knew how frustrated I was. Yes. And for a very long time. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I got into it in sports and then moved to news. and like, yeah, we can actually tell all sides of the story. Didn't take long for me to realize, no, that's not going to be the case. Um, and from our comment line, we were just told, hey, Vic, that's exactly why Carrie Lake quit Fox Phoenix as a number one anchor as well, because she couldn't push their line anymore. And it happens. And a lot of stories that should be covered are not covered, which stinks. And a lot of times you can't cover the national stories because local news doesn't have the resources or the people with intelligence to do it, or experience, and you're not going to go pay money to have that. So then you have to rely on your national news. And we already know the majority of national news isn't covering the stories that we cover on this podcast um, in it, a live it's format, very tainted. Monday through Friday, 7 to 10. So it becomes difficult. And then when that happens, Americans don't get educated. And then we've got our streaming services now and our fun and our entertainment. And we're, you know people are trying to make money and do what they can. And it's like, oh, my God. Then we had the whole pandemic situation. It's just like, I just want to release. I want to break, you know, and boom. Before you, I just want to watch my my Amber Heard, Johnny Depp story. <laughs> well, and that's why we have to keep fighting every day to get the truth out. Because going back to Russia, Vic, and you brought that up about Russia and their peace plan. Because all you're going to hear, speaking of what you're talking about, on mainstream news is, oh, Putin and Zelensky, they're going to talk. We're going to have a peace plan. If you listen to real news... Real news, not state-ran media. Real news. Russia is saying that is absolutely not true. In fact, their official spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, released a statement yesterday. He said that he believes the trip of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to the United States could be associated with Washington's desire to fight Moscow directly. Think about that, directly. Because they know Russia is not stupid. They know this is a proxy war. When we're sending Patriot missile systems over there, defense systems, guess what? That's called a real war, not a proxy war. I just war. don't see this coming to a head anytime soon, it, though. It, it's not going to. It's and not going to. I don't see this in the next decade, Tabitha. 
maybe I think something will happen maybe, before the decade's maybe over. Maybe even longer. Yes. Is it something to... It's going to be soon, Vic. Very soon. Because you know what? We are running out of weapons. We don't even have enough weapons right now to protect our own country because we're sending them all to Ukraine. We don't have anything left. And guess what? We can't make new because we have to buy that from China. Who's That's in, true. That's we, a good point. We have to... We make our military weapons with rare earth minerals. Guess where we get that from? China. China. China and Russia are hand in hand, and they're getting closer and closer every single day. And they are not going to send those rare earth minerals to us because look at the weak state we've put ourselves in. No, we have, but in a variety of fronts. And that's why people who are investing in money, who are investing in minerals, who are investing, period, are concerned. You won't hear it on the national talk shows because obviously a lot of our stock market and stocks are on what you think is going to happen, confidence in the market, even gas prices. And if a lot of the people who are involved in those decisions came out publicly and said what they think, people who I've talked to privately, it would scare the S hit out of everybody in America. Oh, yes. Of, of where we actually are. And there are people you're trying to stockpile, which is why we try to get the information out, which is why there are so many people that enjoy what we're trying to do with this show. You have to spread the word, too. The problem is when you do spread the word and talk to people, you know what I'm saying? Most people say, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you've lost your mind. People tell me I'm crazy oh, every day. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And all it is is talking about, hey, there's another point. Why not consider all points? Why do you take the narrative? Well, you take if there are people who are just taking the mainstream media narrative, it's because they've been conditioned to do so. You get used to doing something day after day, even if it's bad, even if it's not putting you in the best situation. I've been there several times. I had to get shaken up to realize, oh, my God, I was living a miserable life. But you don't you just get used to it. It's oh, Groundhog Day. OK, I'm going to get up. Oh, this is what I do. This is what I listen to. This is what I put into my body. OK, I go through this. Um, and then you just, you know, you live for the weekends or whatever. You just, OK, wait for my day off. Wait for my two days off. Can't wait to get a day off. And boom, we're caught in that cycle. Not me. And we're really not educated as a large whole. As a group. Yes. With Americans. Correct. It can happen. And, and people have to break that cycle and they have to wake up and you have to see what's going on around you. Well, we've talked about it a little bit here, too. Remember all those sanctions against Russia? Biden, we're going to bring them to their knees. Yes, of course. Have you looked at Russia's economy right now? They're doing, doing pretty darn good, aren't they're they? They're doing quite well. The ruble is highest it's ever been. Because Americans just trust, and I'm sorry, Democrats, if you trust Biden for saying what he said... Think again. That's not an attack on you. Use your brain. Be smart. If all those sanctions that we put on Russia for invading Ukraine were going to be so good, if we really hit them with everything we had and other countries hit them with what they had, do you think that their economy would be flying high right now? Their economy is doing fantastic. The ruble at an all-time high. They turned it into a massively massively positive thing and if you haven't checked check putin's popularity with his, his country two-thirds of russia supports not only putin but they support the invasion of ukraine yeah when's the last time you had two-thirds of america supporting presidents <laughs> exactly legitimately supporting these are major 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 concerns and that's why we try to bring them to you it's all part of what we do can i throw something out there because pop we only in, have a couple more minutes pop it in thank you for cindy giordano for reminding us did you see kamala harris what her birthday present or Christmas present was? Who you mean, Kamala? Did I say it wrong? Yes. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. 
Cammy. I'll just call her Cammy from now on. I bet her friends call her Cammy. Who cares? Governor (laughs) Greg Abbott. Governor Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. I know what he sent her. Three busloads of illegal immigrants to her home on Christmas Eve. Yep. Now, what a Christmas present. Okay, now Republicans and conservatives absolutely love it. Democrats say, what a mean person you are for doing that to these poor people who don't have anywhere to go, and you're going to send them on Christmas Eve to this woman's house? How dare you, Governor Abbott? I'm just telling you, I see how the media plays that message and how Democrats and liberals will see that as well. I'm sure they were happy to be sent anywhere because now, guess what? They're in the United States. They can fan out. Anywhere they want. Yeah, no, I did. I saw that. It was for sure. Hey, by the way, um, Thursday night, 7 p.m., Wendy's in the Chesterfield Valley. Stop on by. Say hi. I'd love to talk to you. Take a pic. Uh, talk about what's coming on in the show. Uh, we'd love to pe- meet our people. Uh, homegrown show. We're based out of the St. Louis area. We are a national geared podcast if you listen to our topics. Uh, you can catch us Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Central Time. Then, of course, if you don't catch us live, you can go to canceltheshow.com. Click on one of our platforms where you can find us as well. Can't wait to see you. More guests coming this week as well. We're glad that you joined us this morning. Um, Scotty Gherkins here, all healthy, back back in the seat. Good to see you here, buddy. You look so much better. Dancing along. Tab of the Hassle on Vic Faust. Um, Eric Johnson will be back tomorrow. Um, we hope he's healed from his flu as well. I hope so. We took some direct hits last week, but we adapted. I feel bad. I feel like I got him sick. And we overcame. It's all your fault, Scotty. Oh, yeah. All your fault. All your fault. Guys, we try to do our best here. We'll continue to do it. It is Cancel This. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Have an awesome December 26th. And share the show, share the show, share the show. We'll catch up with you tomorrow for the next edition of Cancel This.